Give honor to God, just thanking God for him being God, thanking God for him being the awesome God that he is. We give you all the praise, Heavenly Father. We give you the glory. We thank you, God, for another year. We thank you, God, for the beautiful family day we all had yesterday to be around family and friends. We thank you, God, for each and every person that participated. We thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do, Heavenly Father. God, we just say you're awesome, Heavenly Father. We glorify you, Lord. We magnify your holy name. We just thank you, God. God, we ask you to continue to direct our path, lead us in all that we do. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for being able to see another month as we walk into December 2019. Lord, you brought us through another month. And God, we just want, I want to say thank you. I praise you. I exalt you, God. I magnify your holy name. I thank you. You didn't have to do it, God, but you did. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. And we ask you, God, to lead us, lead this Bible lesson as we focus on special prayer for the month of December. And as we focus on uh, expanding our Bible knowledge, a uh, little, uh, some uh, biblical, biblical uh, review we'll be doing. We thank you and we praise you, God, and we ask you to direct this um, Bible study. Let us each leave here with information and knowledge we did not have previously. And God, we give you all the praise and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, Pastor Ben, can you um, uh, give us an opening prayer also? And then I'm going to ask you, Simrod, and then Ann, and whoever else wants to pray is welcome to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, most excellent. Mm -hmm. Give us that fortress, our hiding place. We adore you, we magnify your name, beautiful Savior, faithful and true within your name, soul power. All honor, all adoration due unto you. We thank you for your grace to see this day. And we thank you for your plan and purpose for each one of us. I thank you that yes, you make us to see the end of this month, November. Thank for your plan and for us. We thank you for what you have in store for us, even for the month of December. We give you all the praise, we give all the glory. As the month of November is ending tomorrow, I thank you put an end to any problem in our lives. I thank you you make us even to see the end of this year. We give you all the praise. Be exalted forever in the name of Jesus. As we said in all things, give thanks. For this is your will concerning us. We thank you for making us to see the end of the year 2019. We thank you for what you have in store for us. Come on for 2020. We thank for your grace, for your love, for your mercy. We thank for your mighty hand of protection over us. And Father, glory even through this program, we pray that you manifest your power. If there's anything that we've done wrong, that will hinder our prayers. I pray that you forgive in the mighty name of Jesus. We invite your presence. Holy Spirit, have your way. Manifest your power. Move mightily. Let there be signs and wonders. Let your name be glorified. Open our eyes on us, understanding that we may see what you want to teach us. Move mightily. Glorify your name. Even our family members will thank for their salvation. We'll thank for the glory for what you have in store for us. Every power assigned to attack anyone, you are destroyed now. Jesus, have your way. Move mightily. We're about to give you all the glory because you alone deserve the glory. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen, amen and amen. 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 Okay, Simran. Hey, I'm going to begin with just the standard our Father first. Um, okay. Our Father, you are in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. For lead us not into temptation, for deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, Amen. I'd, like to, I'd like to thank you for the congregation today for us to gather and to exalt your holy name and to and to continue to learn and grow and develop in our spirituality. Um, I'd like to thank you for the spirit of healing that you are constantly delivering for us um, and your infinite mercy and glory. Um, in the last few days, I've, I've found myself in, uh, in, I guess, in awe um, in maybe some of the, the, the greater but yet simple uh, revelations that you've given me, um, which has um, showed me your, 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 mighty, your mighty hand in my life. Um, and the people you've brought into my life. Um, and, and you've shown that, you know, even when we're, you know, in the jaws of evil, your hand is always on us. So I thank you that. Yes. Oh, he got dropped. Simran. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Rahid, uh, are you in? Yes. Okay. I guess he got dropped. Yeah, he did. Viewing only, no audio. Well, we thank you, Lord, for his prayers. Go ahead, Ann. You want to pray? Yeah. Father God in heaven, in Jesus Christ's name, Father. I pray this hour, this day, this morning. I thank you so much, Father, for all the blessings you send down to us and the prayers and praises we send up to you, Father, as I I thank you so much for my prayer warriors and sisters and my prayer warriors, brothers, Father. Thank you so much for allowing us to come together that we send praises to you, Father. We continue to to ask for your blessings that you carry us across this targeted victims torturous uh, program father please continue to give us the strength please continue to give us your protection as you promised that you would father please continue to support us and show us the way father as we continue to follow you follow you father with all the strength and the faith and the love we have for you, Father. We continue to carry on in your name, Father. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Uh, Wahida? 
Okay. Father God, I give you praise. I give you thanks. I honor you. I cherish you. I believe in you. I bless you. Thank you for everything you're doing for us. And also continue to to wake people up to what's going on. And I'm put a stop to all these these negative things that been going on and the torture and everything. And I I really believe in you and I really need your help for me and my children. Please heal all of us, all TIs and everybody that has been affected by what's going on, this craziness. It seems like everybody, most people being taken over and they don't know what they're doing. Please put everybody in their right sense and mind and continue to, to guide and protect us. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You know, um, yes, I want to let, oh, Simrod, you're back. You got your audio. You want to finish your prayer? Then I'll make an announcement. <laughs> yeah, I'm, why I, not? Um, I, I, I I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what happened, but go ahead. All right. Try again. Um, Heavenly Father, um, I'd like to thank you for this this congregation today, discovering uh, to exalt your holy name. Um, I'd like to thank you for, you know, introducing me to these wonderful people. Um, at a very challenging time in my life when I was going through transition to become closer to you. Uh, this is a group of people that I discovered that opened my eyes to the uh, great adepts of the world and the system that we live in. I pray you give us the spirit to sharpen each other and I pray you send multiple blessings to everyone's families to support, to so that we can continue to support each other and continue to learn and sharpen each other as we progress through our lives and move forward and face obstacles and challenges, but also receive your your abundance. Uh, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 You know, I'd like to just let everyone know, I don't know if you guys know, uh, Pastor Ben does have a spiritual warfare. He just opened up a, a, a phone line and he's praying every night of the week. So if you ever, you know, going through something, don't know what to do. Um, these calls are taped so you can get the phone number from the call. I'm going to give the phone number now. He's usually on 10 o'clock Eastern time, 9 o'clock one day a week. I'm not sure which day that is. But um, you can um, call in uh, to the prayer call at um, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time, Monday to Friday. And uh, that number is, where is it? Ay, ay, ay. Give me one second. Oh boy, I just saved it. One second. Contacts, Pastor Ben. Let's see if it went here. Nope. Boy. Hmm. Okay, that number, let's see. Messages. I don't know why they didn't let that number go through. But it's every night of the week. Yes, it's uh, 605-313-6216. The access code is... Could you repeat that? Or could you post it in the um, chat? Okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, I'll put it in the chat. Conference details conversation 
participation. Open chat. Okay. Okay, that number is 1605. 313, oh boy, 313, uh, 6216, and the access code is 746, access code is 746-077, and that's basically Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Pastor, what night is it? Um, nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Pastor Ben. On Tuesday, it's on Tuesday. I can't hear you. On Tuesday, nine o'clock your time. Okay, it's on Tuesday. It's at nine o'clock. So that means Mondays yeah. ten o'clock, Wednesday ten o'clock, Thursday ten o'clock, Friday ten o'clock. And he That's is right. there. He, yes, he's he's there uh, faithfully, and um, you may just you know want to call in and uh, you know develop your spiritual warfare prayer life. Um, he brings a a, a very good perspective in. It's a a, a Nigerian perspective, um, not like uh, you know what I've seen in the in the states here. But um, I, it's very good spiritual warfare. It's a, it's a cleansing. Um, it's to break curses and uh, get these demon spirits off you. Let the devil know he's a liar. Break this PI program, this targeted individual program. So um, do call in. I'm there when I can. I can't make it every night, but um, I try to make it when I'm home. I have classes tonight. So. All right, just wanted to let you guys know about that. Well, one question about that the line. Go ahead. Um, is it is it on TalkShoe? No, he's on free conference call. Free conference call. Um, it's a six oh five. It's supposed okay. to be free. Um, you. If you have a ho- you have a home phone? Uh, no, I don't. I have a mobile. Okay, who's your carrier? Um, three. Who? Three. Oh, I don't know who's that. Um, try oh, yeah, to call. Very, very yeah, you know, T-Mobile charged me, but he has a backup number. You don't have T-Mobile. Um, try to call in I and let me know. Huh? I used to have T-Mobile, but not anymore. Oh, okay. All right, try to call in. Okay. If they charge you, let me know, and we'll we'll see if we could do it another way. Okay. Sometimes when they, um, like, they charge people for uh, for Facebook, I mean, for this talk show, that's why I call in. I call in a few people because of that. You I know. Got you. Got yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. All right, our special prayer. Did you say it was free conference call? Sorry, just before you continue, did you say free conference call? Yeah, they say free conference call, but they charge a penny a minute. Okay. Because free conference call, the company itself is not charging. The phone carrier, and not all phone carriers are charging. I got you. Okay, so that you won't know until you call up. Okay. 
um, for even talk show here, uh, T-Mobile charges. So, you know, not all. I think the other ones, some of the other ones don't charge. All right, our special prayer for the month of December, it comes uh, from Psalms 19, the authority is Psalms 19, Psalms 29, and Psalms 42. Um, Wahida, can you read the Psalms for me? And Simrock? I don't have no Bible. Huh? I don't have no Bible with me. All right, Simrock, can you read the Psalms? I can read the Psalms. Which one would you like? Can you read Psalms 19? 19, okay. Um, yeah. Anne, would you like to read the Psalms? Anne? Okay. Can you hear me? Anne? What happened to Anne? Let me see. Oh, she's here. Anne! Okay. Uh, Pastor Ben, would you like to read the Psalms? Can, 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 can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right. Do you want me to read? Do you want me to read Psalms 19? Yes, dear. Go ahead. All right. One second. Um, I, I need to. Um, every time I try to go outside of um the app to read or speak, it seems to cut me off vocally. So I'm gonna have to find my actual uh, hard copy Bible to um to read Psalms 19. One second. Okay. We have Psalms 19, Psalms 29, and Psalms 42. One second. Psalms 19, you say, yeah? Right. Right, here we go. Um, oh, Psalms 19 is quite juicy. Um, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament sheweth his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all of the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of heaven, and his circuit unto the end of it. If that's right. Um, and there is nothing hid um, from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous together. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, uh, yea, then, sorry, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from the secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgressions. Let the words of my mouth and the, med the, med the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. 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 That was awesome. Beautiful.
Okay, Psalms 42. All right. Okay, this is a short one. Psalms 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with you, God? My tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. With my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for, for I will yet praise him. My savior, my God, my soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deepen the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, God, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all the day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed with me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. Boy, these are things uh, people definitely, huh? It's deep. It's like people are like people are feeling it even back then. Yes, yes, you can see. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. see that evil has definitely been on this earth where people, you know, they say, "God, where are you? Please, God, break this." You know, yeah. break this program. It's like us pleading in the name of Jesus, God, come. You know, we mm. know that the power of God has always historically overruled evil. It's a matter of asking God to give us the stamina, the patience, the endurance, yes. and the perseverance, and to yes. not give up on our faith. I mean, it's difficult. Yes. I'm going through a very trying time in my life, you know, with the demise of yes. my mother and the way it was done. But I'm going to stand on God's word because I know there's yes. a reason. And I do believe that sometimes God will allow evil for the benefit of humanity, for the benefit of, for the development, I shouldn't say for the benefit, for the development of civilization. You look at the curse of slavery, look at the curse of uh, eugenics, look at these horrific things. The Holocaust was a horrific thing. Slavery was a horrific, horrific thing. And in due time, it did, it did, you know, change. It was demised. So in the name of Jesus, I believe this TI program, this eugenics program, eugenics is the next thing to be on the agenda because it is a slavery program. When you can play with someone's health, you can manipulate someone's health, that is slavery. And we bind it. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We call that stuff to be null and void. Please. When you play with people's economics, and you blacklist people and you play with their money and you let them not have the money and you keep people running around, that is not of God. We come against that Absolutely. demon spirit. 
that's a spirit to just block what great works God, it's an envy demon. It's a demon to, to try to keep you down so that you can't do the work that, that God gave you skills to do, special skills to do. Great. But I know when God says yes, nobody can say no. So we stay under the blood and we know that in God's time, you know, to, that he, he will, he can, and he will turn this program around. He is the God of the uh, impossible. No Great. demon from the pit of hell could have more power than God. Amen. Amen. And I want to say the eugenics program, uh, abortion is the eugenic program. I heard it today on the radio. It's the eugenic program. Yeah, that, right. People don't realize that's a curse. That's a human, that's a sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. People act like, you know, oh, it's no big deal, you know, this and that. No, no. That that's 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 what gives Satan his power. Yeah, and I heard they're not doing the sonogram. They usually do sonogram do the the women they heart the baby and eighty percent of them would cancel abortion. So they don't show them they don't do the sonogram. They do it but they don't show them. They don't want them to see the heartbeat, they'll cancel it, you know. It's mm. a money making, it's a business too, mm. you know. Mm. And then they sell the baby body parts and stuff. I know, I was gonna say they crush it up. Mm. In the name of Jesus, we bind that. They're taking the kidneys, organs, everything, I guess, and grow them. I don't know. Well, yeah. I believe that's why the targeted program came out because babies are voiceless. So God said, okay, y'all want to do this? You, you want to do this to babies? Now, how about it? Now we're doing it to adults. That's, yeah. that's the only way it's going to stop. I know. Because it was being done to babies without any regard. And a demon spirit is a spirit that continues. So since they got away with it with babies, now they're doing it to adults. Because it was the adults with a voice, it was their duty and responsibility to speak up for the voiceless, you know, uh, unborn. My mother used to always pray for the unborn baby. She said, in the name of Jesus, Lord, bless the unborn baby. Because they're alive too, and is alive in the air. That's how you were born, you know? Yeah. 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 All right, a Psalm of David. Psalms 29, ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The vehicle of the Lord is over the waters, the God of glory thunders, the Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful, the voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like, leap like a calf, sirloin like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oak sand, strips the forest bare, and in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Amen. 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 Thank you for these scriptures. 
you know, scriptures as such is a is a book of poetry, you know. And um, you know, it's uh, metaphors and analogies, and um, the God of glory thunders. So God, we're counting on you to thunder, thunder these demons right out of these these positions of power. Thunder the secrecy curse to keep this program going. Thunder that secrecy curse to the pit of hell that it belongs. Thunder the uncivilization, the ignorance curse, the curse of acting like this stuff doesn't exist. Thunder that curse that allows these types, this repeated is, is everything was done in slavery, it's being repeated. It was the law. Yeah, it's, it's going on, it was going on, but now it's so horrific. It know? was the law, it's the same thing now. They didn't, yeah. they didn't, you know, that's why slavery existed. They didn't get penalized for killing people and they don't penalize them now. Now they're not just outright kill. they're doing a slow kill. Mm-hmm. All right, special prayer for the month of December. Heavenly Father, we come to you to fellowship with you, Heavenly Father, to make our requests and needs known unto you. We cannot be hindered or delayed because we know who we are in the Lord, we are children of the kingdom, born of the spirit, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We walk in authority, living life without living life according to God's will, because the power and authority has been given to us according to the word of God in the book of Luke 9, 1. God, as we've come to pray together and to fellowship with you, Heavenly Father, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we put on the whole arm of God. We hereby come against every prince of Persia that wants to hinder our prayers. We arrest those demons by the power and the blood of Jesus Christ, and we bind them and we cast them back to the pit of hell that they came from. We come before with our prayers to reach the Most High God. We come against principalities and powers that wrestle with our prayers. We arrest them today. We ask you, Lord, to send to hear our prayers, Heavenly Father. We come to we arrest those demon forces by the power in the name of Jesus Christ and we bind them and cast them into the pit of hell. We come against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We arrest you all by the power in the name of Jesus Christ and we bind you and we cast you down into the pit of hell. We come against the demon spirit of weakness and weariness. We arrest you today by the power in the name of Jesus Christ. And we bind those spirits and we cast them out of our lives. We come against that demon spirit of wandering and distractions. We arrest those spirits by the power in the name of Jesus Christ and we bind them up and we cast them out of our lives. Today, Heavenly Father, we receive the anointing to pray and to get results. Our prayers cannot be hindered nor delayed because you are God. We will pray today and get the desired results. We decree open heavens upon our prayer. We baptize ourselves in the fire of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, we are just too hot for the enemy to handle. Our prayers today will attract divine intervention to every situation in our life. Signs and wonders will follow our prayers today. Testimonies will follow our prayers today in the name of God alone will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen.
There's some background noise. I don't know where it is. Where's that me? Oh, okay. You know how to mute? Um, I think so. I should be muted. No, you you're not muted. Mm -mm. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Let me let me. Okay. Miriam. Yes. Can you read Psalm thirty-five? I don't have the Bible. That's a good psalm. Okay, I'll read that after I finish um the prayer for December. No, no okay. problem. All right. Oh, God, our Father, God, we thank you for being our God and our Father and our friend. Oh, God, our Father, we thank you for the privilege to know you, God, and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, our Father, we thank you for always being there for us and with us. Oh, God, our Father, thank you, God, for the great and mighty things that you are doing in our lives. Oh, God, our Father, thank you for the provision and protection over us and our bloodline. Oh God, our Father, thank you for always answering prayers. We confess our sins today, Heavenly Father, before you, and we ask you to forgive us on the basis of your mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask you, Lord, to wash us clean, Heavenly Father, our hearts, our mind, our body. Oh Lord, by the blood of Jesus Christ, we cover ourselves and our bloodline with the blood of Jesus Christ. Our prayers today will not go in vain. Our prayers will produce the desired results in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit of God, have your way in our lives in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, open our understanding to the knowledge of God and eternity in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, lead us, teach us, and empower us to pray and get results in the name of Jesus. Oh God, our Father, open our understanding to see and know where and how the enemy is trying to take advantage of us in the name of Jesus. Oh God, our Father, let our fire, let your fire expose every hidden secret of the enemy in our lives in the name of Jesus. Every handwriting of sickness and infirmity set upon our lives, plotted upon our lives, since the beginning of this year or since henceforth, oh God, our Father, let the blood of Jesus wash it away in the name of Jesus. Any stubborn sickness in our body contending with the power of the great position come out by fire in the name of Jesus. Any agreement we have consciously or unconsciously made with the devil to afflict us with infirmity, we revoke it in the name of Jesus. Oh God, our Father, deliver us, Heavenly Father, deliver us, Heavenly Father, from all forms of sickness today. By your healing power, we rebuke that demon attack in the name of Jesus. We call that demon attack null and void. We send it back to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. Oh God, our Father, deliver us from any forms of sickness today by your healing power in the name of Jesus. Garment of emotional infirmity, garment of emotional infirmity upon our bodies, be destroyed by the fire of God in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, power of spiritual sickness upon our life, be destroyed by the fire of God in the name of Jesus. Strange powers and familiar enemies working together to torment our lives, like that demon spirit there. I was trying to torment my sister Anne. 
be destroyed by the fire of God in the name of Jesus. Every power assigned to drain our life and our purse with infirmity, we command you to release us now in the name of Jesus. We release the fire of destruction upon any power troubling our life with any form of infirmity in the name of Jesus. The Lord is our portion. Therefore, we shall not die, but live to declare the good works of the Lord in the name of Jesus. What the enemy has taken away or denied us since the beginning of this year, we recover it back by the fire of God in the name of Jesus. Oh God, our heavenly father, by your name, Alpha and Omega, put an end to suffering and lack in our lives in the name of Jesus. By the power and the blood of Jesus and by the authority in the word of God, we declare that any bad experience of the past shall not repeat itself in our lives again in the name of Jesus. By the authority in the name of Jesus, we rebuke and we destroy every demonic attempt of untimely death, every demonic attempt of electronic harassment, every demonic attempt of directed energy weapons being used on us. We send it back to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. It is to, they are to be destroyed. We command the spirit of rejection to depart from our lives in the name of Jesus. We command the spirit of rejection to take those demon entities to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. By the power of the blood of Jesus, we command every repeated oppression in our lives. We command them to die permanently in the name of Jesus. We command demonic affliction and oppression that their time is up They will not be in our lives. They will not be in the lives of our children, our nieces, our nephews, our bloodline, that all demonic witchcraft spirits and afflictions be destroyed in the name of Jesus. By the power in the blood of the lamb, we move away from the realm of lack and want into the fullness and abundance of God in the name of Jesus. Let the terror of the Almighty torment our tormentors in the name of Jesus. We call judgment on demons trying to take our lives away. We call judgment on each and every entity trying to harass and terrorize us. We call judgment on each and every demon stealing, lynching money from us in the name of Jesus. Let the terror of the Almighty torment our tormentors in the name of Jesus. We receive power from above and we move out of any position of failure, frustration, and discomfort in the name of Jesus. By the power of God that set Paul and Silas free from prison, we move out any and all bondage we have ever gotten into by any ignorance or by the act of uh, family wickedness in the name of Jesus, we are out completely. Every curse of financial limitation and restriction in our lives, it is broken by the fire of God in the name of Jesus. We stand in the righteousness of the living God. And we stand against every opposition to our greatness in the name of Jesus. 
Oh God, our Father, let the blood of Jesus destroy every seed of sickness and infirmity in our bodies in the name of Jesus. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, we reject evil carry over into the new year in the name of Jesus. Any power contending without peace, we hold the blood of Jesus against you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, our Father, let the blood of Jesus be a shield around our lives. Let it protect us in every which way and cover our families, our bloodlines from every attack and every plot of the wicked in the name of Jesus. By the power and the blood of Jesus, we are overcomers. We are more than conquerors in the name of Jesus. Arrows of failure and frustration fired into our lives, get out and locate your sender in the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, let the locusts of darkness eating the labor of our hands be destroyed by the fire of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost fire, come upon our lives and burn to ashes the serpent of failure and frustration in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost fire, descend upon our lives and consume the serpent of poor finishing in the name of Jesus Christ. We started this year well, O oh God, our Father. Empower us to end it well in the name of Jesus Christ. Our delayed benefits since the beginning of this year come out and locate us in the name of Jesus Christ. Any snake or scorpion of failure that has entered into our life since the beginning of this year, we set fire on that demon spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Every power of poor finishing assigned against us be rendered useless and powerless in the name of Jesus. Every power from the pit of hell fueling problems in our lives die by the fire of God in the name of Jesus. Every negative agreement standing against our success be nullified in the name of Jesus Christ. Every satanic confrontation against us be dis disappointed in the name of Jesus Christ. Every occult consultation against our lives, no matter what capacity, be frustrated by the power of God, by the fire of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Every evil river of backwardness flowing and in our family line, you are to dry up now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, transform wickedness, no weakness to strength in the name of Jesus Christ. Every financial coffin fashioned against our finances be destroyed now by the fire of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, our Father, let all delayed miracles manifest now by the fire of the Most High God in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, have thine own way. Holy Spirit, perfect the will and purpose of God in our lives. Let us live the life that God created us for. We come against every demon interference, sabotage, attempted blockage. We decree and declare that we shall not die. We shall live to declare the works of God. 
that we will live according to God's will, that God gave each and every one of us a skill, and that skill will be used to advance the kingdom of God. And every demon plotting and planning to hold those skills down, the blood of Jesus is against you. Every demon plotting and planning to usurp authority on this earth regarding our governing structures, our legal system, we come against that demon spirit in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare that not another fugitive slave law will be passed on this earth, not another law that will destabilize people. We come against demonic plotting and planning and we come against people ignoring demonic plotting and planning. We come against the funding of eugenic programs. We come against every inoculation that is not validated, is not verified, and is used to harm and kill people and make people. We come against that demon spirit of Alzheimer, that demon spirit of cancer, infectious diseases, the blood of Jesus is against you, have them, them demon spirits in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare good health, long life, longevity, is God's will for our lives in the name of Jesus. God, we give you the praise. We ask you, God, to give us the perseverance, the patience, the wisdom, the stamina to do your will in the midst of this hell on earth. God, we ask you to use the executive branch of government, the legislative branch of government, and the judicial branch of government to advance the kingdom of God, to advance the will of God. We come against that demon spirit of abortion. We come against the demon spirit of using the aborted fetuses as rituals to these for these demons. We come against that demon trying to get to the top. The blood of Jesus is against every demonic force, every spiritual wickedness in high places. God, I ask you to give this strength to my praying brothers and sisters. Let them stand on your word, Heavenly Father. Give them the push to get to fasting and praying, to punch the devil in the eye, to line up, God, each one of us, to line up with the assignment you created us for, Heavenly Father. God, we're still here on earth. We still have time. You can, will not give us more than we can bear. That's what your word says, Heavenly Father. So therefore, we decree and declare that all the resources necessary to do your work will be given to us, God, and we will hear your cry to have thy will done. God, we thank you for this special prayer for December. We thank you, God, for being able to move into a December. We thank you, God, for bringing us all through every year and from January straight till now. God, we give you the praise and the glory. We thank you, God, for good friends, good associations, good people. We thank you, God, for praying partners, people that we can come together, Heavenly Father, on this internet. Some of us we've never met, but we can come together in a unified manner to give you all the praise, Heavenly Father, all the glory. God, continue to use each and every one of us. Let us continue to have a thirst for your word, Heavenly Father. Let us have a thirst to be more like you. Every day dropping something 
learning something, becoming better men and women, Heavenly Father. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Any comments? No. 5G. We don't want a 5G. They're they're bringing out the 5G. My God, it's horrible. I'm not. I sent you a video. I don't know if you got it. Okay. I'm gonna read Psalms. You wanted me to read Psalms 35, right? Yeah. And then um, I'll do Psalms 35. I wanted to do a little Bible quiz, so let me see. I think we were finishing up Genesis. All right, Psalms 35, the Lord, the avenger of his people. This is a Psalm of David. Oh yeah, this is one of my favorites. Plead my cause, O Lord, with those that strive with me. Mm, In the name of Jesus. I love this one. God, fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckle and stand up for my help, God. Draw out the spear, Lord, and stop those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let those be put to shame and brought to dishonor who seek after my life. In the name of Jesus. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion who plot my hurt. Mm. Let them be as a shaft before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord pursue them. For without cause, they have hidden their net in a pit for me. When they have dug without cause for my life. Let destruction come upon them, Heavenly Father. Let destruction come upon them unexpectedly. And let the net that he has hidden catch himself. Into that very destruction let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like you? Delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him. Yea, the poor and the needy from him who plunders him. Fierce witness rise up. They ask me things I do not know. They reward me evil for good to the sorrow of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting and my prayer would return to my own heart. I placed about as though he were my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one who mourns for his mother. But in my adversity, they rejoiced and gathered together. Attackers gathered against me and I did not know it. They tore me and did not seize with ungodly mockers at feasts. They gnashed at me with their teeth. Lord, how long will thou look on? Rescue me, Heavenly Father, from the destructions. My precious life from the lions. God, I'll give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among many people. Let them not rejoice over me, Heavenly Father, who are wrongfully my enemies, nor let them wink with the eye who hate me without a cause. For they do not speak peace, but they devise deceitful matters against the quiet ones in the land. They also open their mouth wide against us and say, aha, aha, our eyes have seen it. This you have seen, Lord. Do not keep silence, Lord. Oh, Lord, do not be far from us. 
Stir up yourself and awake to our vindication, Lord, to our cause, our God and our Lord. Vindicate us, O Lord God, according to your righteousness and let them not rejoice over us. Let them not say in their hearts, ah, so would we have it. Let them not say we have swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual to confusion who rejoice at our hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who exalt themselves against us. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor our righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise, heavenly Father, all the day long. Amen. 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 Yes, thank you, Wahida. That was a really nice one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like that one. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Right? Yeah. But you, you, you get. You know, you don't. You know, the the poetry is good, but you want to be strengthened. You want to know. You know that the devil is under your feet. Okay. Uh, we um we did a, a quiz on uh, Genesis. I think we were moving to Exodus. So let me go over a little bit about Exodus, and then um we'll do maybe a short quiz. I do. I have to get up early. And then I want to, I do want to talk a little bit about how everybody's Thanksgiving was and whatnot. All right, Gen Exodus. Exodus at a glance. Exodus is the second Old Testament book. The author of ex Exodus is, anybody knows? Who's the author? The same one as Genesis, that is Moses. Exodus was written in 1400 BC. It covers the time period of 1525 BC through 1400 BC. Um, the, it's in the Old Testament. The Old Testament has 39 books. The New Testament has 27 books. Some of the claims to fame about Exodus, it contains the stories from the birth of Moses through the 40 years of the Exodus. Some of the famous stories in Exodus, Moses at the burning bush, the 10 plagues of Egypt, Moses parts the Red Sea, and the 10 commandments. These are all stories in the book of Exodus. The most famous verse in the book of Exodus, you shall have no other gods before me. Exodus 20, verse 3. Again, you shall have no other gods before me. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. The I am has sent me to you. Exodus 3, 14. Important points about the book of Exodus. There are many exciting Bible stories found in Exodus. 
Exodus starts 280 years after the death of Joseph in Egypt with the birth of Moses. Moses was born 1426 BC. Chapters one and two covers events before Moses was called to lead Israel out of Egypt. In chapter three, it covers the story of the burning bush and Moses' call. In chapter seven to 12, it covers the 10 plagues of Egypt, including the Passover. It is established with the 10th plague that called for the death of the oldest child of both man and beast. In chapter 13, it begins the Exodus. Chapter 20 contains the 10 commandments. The stories are basically over for the remaining 20 chapters, except that chapter 32 contains the story of the golden calf. The other chapters contain laws and instructions for the constructing of the first tabernacle. A tabernacle was like a temple, only portable in the desert. Okay, that's a little bit about ex Exodus. So let's see. Um, what we have here. I put the light. Okay. Uh, one second. Exodus. Uh, let's start with. Okay. Ooh, this is such small print. There it is. Okay. All right. Question. The new king of Egypt, he set taskmakers over the Israelites to afflict them with burdens because the Israelites uh, were so few that they were easily oppressed. They were converting so many Egyptians to their faith. They were so many and so mighty and could be a danger in time of war or they formed a hardcore of unemployed and so were disaffected. Again, the new king of Egypt set taskmasters over the Israelites to afflict them with burdens because the Israelites, the Israelites were so few that they were easily oppressed. They were or B, they were converting so many Egyptians to their faith. C, there were so many and so mighty and could be a danger in the time of war. Or D, they formed a hardcore of unemployed and so were disaffected. Anybody, take a guess. A, B, C, or D? D? Uh, no, not D, it is C. Again, the new king of Egypt set taskmasters over the Israelites to afflict them with burdens because the Israelites were so many and so mighty that they could be a danger in the time of war. Okay. All right, the Hebrew midwives did not kill Hebrew male children as ordered by the king of Egypt, because in essence, why didn't they not kill the children despite the male children, despite they were ordered? And that's the first answer was Exodus 1 8 through 11. This answer here is Exodus 1 15 to 19. Exodus 1 15 to 19, if you want to look up the answer. 
The Hebrew midwives did not kill Hebrew male children as ordered by the king of Egypt because A, the Hebrew women were so lively and they were delivered before the midwives reached them. No. Uh, they feared God. C, at least two Hebrew men accompanied each midwife or D, they misunderstood the order. Again, the Hebrew midwives did not Huh? Could you repeat the answers one more time? Okay, let me read the question. The Hebrew midwives did not kill Hebrew male children as ordered by the king of Egypt because the Hebrew women were so lively that they were delivered before the midwives reached them, or B, they feared God, or C, at least two Hebrew men accompanied each midwife, or D, they misunderstood the order. So basically, the women feared God. The women feared God. Amen. Yeah. They asked, why didn't these women follow the uh, order? Correct. B, the women feared God. Amen. All right. The child, the child found by Pharaoh's daughter in the ark of uh, in the Ark of Bulrushes was thereafter nursed by A, Pharaoh's daughter, B, the infant sister, C, the infant's mother, or D, one of Pharaoh's daughter's maidens. One of Pharaoh's daughter's maidens. Really? I thought it was, um, let me see. Uh, I thought it was the mother because she swum over there. The infant's mother. Yes, see, the infant's mother. Uh, oh, yes, they paid, they paid the mother, didn't they? Huh? They called the mother and paid her, didn't they? Didn't they pay her to look up or something like that along those lines? Right, right. Well, she swam across the, the island and she acted like she needed help, but she really wanted to take care of her baby, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm -hmm. was it A? Uh, was no, it, it was, um, no, Annie was the infant's mother. The child so, found by Pharaoh's daughter in the ark of the bushes was thereafter nursed by the infant's mother. And um, okay. let's just read what, that. Ex Exodus two seven nine. What was the question, Annie? What what uh, what letter was the correct letter? Was uh, it A? Or? No, it was C. Uh, it was, no, yes, yeah, see, the infant's mother. Exodus 2.7.9. Let's take a look. Exodus 2, verses 7 through 9 says, Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew woman? that she may nurse the child for you. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Yeah, the infant's mother. Okay. And then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and do for me and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and she nursed him and the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. So she called his name Moses oh. saying, because I drew him out of the water, right. I see. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at um, the next question. 
The name Moses means, what does the name Moses mean? A, drown out of the water. B, found in a basket of bulrushes. C, found among the reeds. D, coincidence. The name Moses means A, drawn out of the water. B, found in a basket of bulrushes. C, found among the reeds. Or D, coincidence. Is it A? Correct, Dan, A. The name Moses means drawn out of the water. Excellent. It means drawn out of the water. That is correct. Moses fled from Egypt because A, he had killed an Egyptian. B, an Egyptian had wounded him. C, another Hebrew had killed an Egyptian. D, two Hebrews had killed one another. Moses fled from Egypt because he had he killed, killed an Egyptian. Egyptian. Okay, let's take a look at that. Moses fled. You are correct. 102 is A. He had killed an Egyptian. Yes. And that is in Exodus, Exodus 2, 11, 15. Excellent. Okay. Upon coming on the bush that was burning yet not consumed, Moses' first reaction was to, again, upon coming on the bush that was burning, yet it was not consumed, Moses' first reaction was to avert his face, take a closer look, run away, or pick up the burning bush. Avert his face. Avert his place? Avert his face. Hmm? Uh, let's see. No, it's take a closer look. Upon coming okay. on the bush that was burning, yet not consumed, Moses' first reaction was to take a closer look. Okay. All right. All right. God told Moses that when the Israelites finally succeeded in leaving Egypt, they would take with them all their possessions, or B, leave all their possessions to the Egyptians, C, sell what they could and take the rest, D, spoil the Egyptians. Again, God told Moses that when the Israelites finally succeeded in leaving Egypt, they would take with them all their possessions, B, leave all their possessions to the Egyptians, or C, sell what they could and take the rest, or D, spoil the Egyptians. Anybody? God told Moses that when the Israelites finally succeeded in leaving Egypt, they would sell what they could and take the rest. Oh, they were selfish. But God told Moses they were going to do that. All right, Aaron, not Moses, did the signs before the elders of Israel because they made signs before the elders of Israel. Why did Aaron make signs before the elders of Israel? He did this because Moses was different. Uh, different, excuse me. Moses was different. Or B, the Lord was punishing Moses for disobedience. Or C, the elders knew that Moses had murdered. 
or D, Aaron claimed he needed the practice. Again, Aaron, not Moses, he did the signs before the elders of Israel because Moses was different. The Lord was punishing Moses for disobedience. The elders knew that Moses had murdered or Aaron claimed he needed the practice. Who did the signs before the elders of Israel? Why did they do the signs before the elders of Israel? Oh, wow. Because Moses was diff different. Aaron, not Moses, did the signs before the elders of Israel. Let me read Exodus, Exodus 4. 1 through 16, that's a lot. Aaron, not Moses, did the signs before the elders of Israel because Moses was, is this different or different? But the answer is supposed to be because, yeah, Moses was different. What is different then? Or is that different? All right, Exodus 4. Real quick. 1 through 16. Exodus, Exodus 4. Miraculous signs for Pharaoh. Then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and he caught it and it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the Lord of Isaac, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Furthermore, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And he said, put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again. And he drew it out of his bosom. And behold, it was restored like fresh flesh. Then it will be if they do not believe you, nor heed the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. And it shall be if they do not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river and you'll pour it on the dry land. The water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. Then Moses said to the Lord, oh my God, I am not eloquent neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So, so the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Who, has, who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind, have not, not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what to say. But he said, oh God, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well, and he look, and look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people and he himself shall be as a mouth for you. 
and you shall be to him as God, and you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. Wow. Okay. Uh, God told Moses that when the Israels finally succeeded, no, sorry, Aaron, not Moses, did the signs before the elders of Israel uh, because Moses was diffident. Was it different or diffident? Let me look up diffident. Yeah, diffident. Diffident means modest or shy because of a lack of confidence. Wow. So Aaron, not Moses, did the signs before the elders of Israel because Moses, or Aaron did it because Moses was shy. Wow. All right, that's diffident. New word, shy. D-I-F-F-I-D-E-N-T. All right, the first mention of circumcision in Exodus is that of Aaron's son, Moses' son, Moses or Aaron's daughter. The first mention of circumcision in Exodus, Exodus 4.24. The first mention of Exodus. Is B. Moses' son. The first mention of circumcision in Exodus is that of Moses' son. And that's Exodus 4, 24 to 26. Let my people go. What did it mean? Let my people go. It meant what? Let them leave Egypt for the land of Canaan. Free them from the bonds of slavery. Allow them a few days off for a feast in the wilderness. Permit or permit them to cross and recross the border without a passport. Let my people go in Exodus. What freedom from the bonds of slavery. Freedom from the bonds of slavery. You said. Let me see. Yeah. It is. Uh, wow. Allow them a few days off for a feast in the wilderness. Let my people go. Allow them for a few days off for a feast in the wilderness. Is that what they're saying? Huh? What's the answer? What? Was the answer to let them have a feast in the wilderness? Yes, let them let 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 them uh, allow them a few days off for a feast in the wilderness. Ephesians okay. five one and three. Let me read that. Let my people go. Ephe no, not Ephesians. Exodus. Yeah, Exodus five one three. Exodus five verses one and three. Let my people go means Exodus 5 verses, verse 1 and 3. One says, afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus says the Lord God of Israel, let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. So it is a okay. feast. Yeah, it is a feast to me in the wilderness. Yes. Okay. Yes. Exodus 5. 
And this will be our last one. Pharaoh told the taskmaster and their officers that henceforth the Hebrews were to make bricks without straw, make straw without bricks, make more bricks with less straw, or gather their own straw. Ephesians 5, 6, 7. Pharaoh told the taskmasters and their officers that henceforth the Hebrews were to make bricks without straw, make straw bricks, make straw without bricks, make more bricks with less straw, or gather their own straw. Exodus 5, 6, 7. Let's read Exodus 5, 6, 7. I'm here on Exodus 5. All right, Exodus 5, 6. So the same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters masters of the people in their offices saying, you shall no longer give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. You shall lay on them the quota of bricks which they made before. You shall not reduce it for they are idle. Therefore they cried out saying, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let more work be laid on the men that they may labor in it and let them not regard false words. So Pharaoh told the taskmasters and their officers that the Hebrews were to do the same. Yeah, there's throughout their own. Okay. What'd you say? Yeah, yeah there's trials of their own. Exodus 5, 6, 7. All right. That is... Give me a second. Gather their own... Right. Gather, gather their own straw. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Gather their own straw. Okay. Just one more. Moses' father and mother were... Moses' father and mother, ooh, nephew and aunt, uncle and niece, half-brother and sister, cousins on the father's side. Yuck, yuck. Wow. Okay, and that's Exodus 6.20. Moses' mother and father were, let's read Exodus 6.20. Exodus 6, verse 20. All right. Now Amram took for himself Jochebed, his father's sister, as wife, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. And the years of the life of Amram were 137. So Amram took for himself Joseph, his father's sister, his father's sister, so that's his aunt, his father's sister as his wife, that's the aunt, and she bore him Aaron and Moses, and the years of the life of Aaron were 130, so it was his aunt, now Aaron took for himself Joseph and his father's sister, oh, he took the aunt, let's see, this says, Joseph's father and mother, oh, nephew and aunt, uncle and niece, half-brother and sister, cousins on the father's side. 
That's easy. Moses' father and mother were nephew and aunt, uncle and niece, half-brother and sister, or cousins on the father's side. Exodus 6.20. Now Amron took for himself Josephet, his father's sister, as wife. The father's sister, if he took the father's sister's wife, the father's sister would be the aunt. Yeah. And that is Moses' father and mother were nephew and Lord, that was fantastic. Uh-oh, somebody's phone. Ooh, somebody's phone. That is not me. Man, they're putting on next man. That's not me at all. Yeah, that was Ann. That's okay. Mm. Oh, wow. That's that's a little scandalous, my. What do you think? Which one? Moses, mother and father. Moses' father and mother were nephew and aunt. Yeah, that was, was was he in any way related to um? He was. He was Moses wasn't related to no no. He wasn't related to Noah. That was something different. Mm-mm. Yeah, because remember Noah's Noah's daughters were getting down kinky as well on, on Noah. Really. Okay, when Moses and Aaron worked their miracles before Pharaoh, okay, they were under 40 years, between 40 and 70, between 70 and 110, between 110 and 137. Exodus 7-7, I'll read Exodus 7-7. Exodus 7 We're going to have to figure it out. Listen, and Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. When Moses and Aaron worked their miracles before Pharaoh, they were under eight, under 40, no. Between 40 and 70, no. Between 70 and 110, or between 110 and 137? That's easy. Between 110 and 137? No, Moses was 83 years old and Aaron 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. Between 70 and 110, right. Between 70 and 110. Pharaoh's Magicians matched women. I gotta put these this light on. I can't even see this. All right. Pharaoh's magicians matched Moses with lice, flies, and frogs, or serpents, frogs, and lice, or river, river blood, serpents, and frogs, or serpents, river blood, and lice. Pharaoh's magicians matched Moses with. Mm. That's Exodus 7, 10 to 12, and 19 to 22, and oh boy, there's a few of them. 
Let me just go over there. Pharaoh's magicians match Moses with Pharaoh's magicians were mean ones. Pharaoh's magicians match Moses with sea, river blood, serpents, and frogs. Yuck. The identifying blood of the Passover lamb on Israelite houses was struck on the, this will be it, the identifying blood of the Passover lamb on Israelite houses was struck on the lintel and the two side posts or the two side posts and the mullion or the mullion and the two styles or the two rails and the lintel. Well, you really have to know your Bible to have that particular detailed knowledge. 113 is A. It is the lintel and the two side posts. Okay. And just one more. That's it. The Passover. It was designated to mark the fact that the Israelites passed over the boundaries of Egypt on the exodus from that land, or that the Lord passed over the Egyptians killing their firstborn, or the Lord spared the Israelites by passing over them, or the Israelites went through a mountain pass on the exodus. The Passover was so designated to mark the fact that the the Lord spared the Israelites by passing over them. So the Passover was so designated to mark the fact that the Lord spared the Israelites by passing over them. Okay. All right, we're going to stop there. And we just moved into Exodus. And um, you should leave here with your uh, little more knowledge on the book of Exodus. Uh, we went over. I'm just going to review that. And um, for my Bible books, we, um, we finished Genesis. And um, we just moved into Exodus. And uh, what we did go over was Exodus at a glance. We know we know that it's the second book in the Old Testament. Who did we say the author of Exodus was? It's the same author of Genesis. Who's the author of Exodus? I, come on now, we just read about him. Hello. It begins with an M. Moses. Moses, correct. All right. All right. And Exodus, the stories of fame is the stories from the birth of Moses through the 40 years of the Exodus. Famous stories in Exodus. Moses at the burning bush, the 10 plagues of Egypt, Moses parts the Red Sea, and the 10 commandments. The most famous verse, you shall have no other gods before me, Exodus 20, verse 3. And also another famous verse, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you, Exodus 3, 14. Important points about the book of Exodus. 
There are many exciting Bible stories found in Exodus. It starts 280 years after the death of Joseph in Egypt with the birth of Moses. Moses was born 1426 BC, chapters one and two, it covers the events before Moses was called to lead Israel out of Egypt. In chapter three, it covers the story of the burning bush and Moses' call. In chapter seven through 12, it covers the 10 plagues of Egypt, including the Passover, established with the 10th plague that called for the death of the oldest child of both man and beast. Chapters 13 begins the Exodus. Chapter 20 contains the Ten Commandments. And the stories are basically over for the remaining 20 chapters, except that chapter 32 contains the story of the golden calf. The other chapters contain laws and instructions for the constructing of the first tabernacle. The tabernacle was a temple, it was like a temple, only portable in the desert. The Meaning, let's take a look. The meaning of Exodus. Anybody? The meaning. Exodus means going out, a departure or immigration, usually of a large number of people. And it's basically, it's about the Israelites and um, the stories about the Israelites spread, it's spread over the books of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. It tells the story of the enslavement of the Israelites in ancient Egypt, their liberation through the hands of their deity and Yahweh, the revelations at biblical Mount Sinai and the wanderings in the wilderness up to the borders of Canaan, the land that God has given them. Its message is that Israel was delivered from slavery by Yahweh. Okay. Exodus is the, uh, when a large group of people basically leave, it's, uh, leave a place. Let me see if I find something a little a little clearer. Yeah, Exodus, a mass departure of people, especially immigrants. The annual exodus of sun-seeking Canadians to Florida. The departure of the Israelites from Egypt. Exodus means a mass departure of people, people leaving a place. All right, we're going to stop there. Okay. Well, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for the reading of your book by Moses, Exodus, giving us a basic uh, a review, Bible knowledge of what happened during that time in the Exodus when the people were leaving. God, we thank you, God, that you're the same God you was yesterday, that you did for the Israelites, what you did for many people in the Bible, you can do for us. And we bring this targeted individual program, Heavenly Father, to your throne. We bring the eugenics agenda in the United States of making people sick to induce 
them into the medical system to induce hospitalized. And thereafter, pick and choose who lives or who dies. We come against that program. and We bring attention to that program in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're asking you, Heavenly Father, for divine intervention to stop eugenics, to stop the killing of healthy people by this program. This eugenics to be destroyed, to be destroyed, to be destroyed, to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. And that your will will be done, that your people will be blessed. We come against every and any and all hospital killings. We come against the madness of hospitals being able to kill people and not be held accountable. We bind that demon spirit. We bind that secrecy curse. We call it null and void. And we bind and uh, call null and void every plot and plan of eugenesis to make innocent people sick. We bind and rebuke this spirit of ignorance and lack of knowledge on directed energy weapons, on radiation weapons. We bind those demon weapons. We come against leg disablement, back disablement, continuous sickness, invisible induced sicknesses. The blood of Jesus is against that demon spirit in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you for shielding, covering, Leave the eugenicist's mouth open. Do not let them be able to laugh and say, look what we're doing. We come against every plot and plan of Satan to harm God's people. We ask you, God, for a special shielding, a coverage, God. Watch over us. Direct our path. We ask you, God, to use the brains, the God-given brains of targeted individuals to create the appropriate devices to disable chips, to disable nanotechnology, to destroy radi radiation weaponry, and to bring these crimes to full exposure in the name of Jesus. God, we praise your name. We decree and declare that we shall live, we shall not die, we shall live to do the work of God. We thank you, Lord, for Pastor Ben. We thank you, God, for each and every one of our people here. We thank you, God, for giving Pastor Ben the church that he rightfully deserves to do the great work of God. We thank you, God, for our praying sister and brothers. Thank you, God, for our brother uh, Simrod, who was here faithfully, ready to pray. God bless him. Let him have a blessed week. Bless my sister, Wahida, Heavenly Father. Cover her from head to toe. We bind and rebuke every demonic attack on her life. My sister Ann, God, give her the strength to endure. God, I thank you, God. Ann been praying with me for over 10 years. I thank you, God, for her endurance. I thank you, God, for her, her stamina. I thank you, God, for the church you put there to help encourage her. Because it's hard to be going through stuff and just coming to these little prayer meetings and stay strong. So I thank you, God, for putting the church there to help her with her faith. I thank you, God, for my 718 sister. God, I thank you, Heavenly Father for breaking whatever plot and plan of the enemy was there. 
I thank you, God, for bringing her on the line and getting the prayer, the December praying. I ask you, God, to give her a blessed December. I come against every attack on her health. I come against every attack on her finances in the name of Jesus. I ask you, God, to open the windows of heaven. God, I ask you to open the windows of heaven for each and every one of our bloodlines. We call our children blessed our nieces and nephews blessed and to be men and women of God. God, we thank you for this year you brought us through. We thank you, God, for that special December prayer and that special December you have for us. We thank you, God, for knocking out every plan and plot of Satan to hurt us, every accident we sent to the pit of hell every plot of demonic sabotage, harassment, terrorization, secrecy, curses, silencing, civil rights movements, civil rights agendas, every plot of Satan, we bind and rebuke it. We call full exposure on every crime that has been mentioned for the month of December, 2019. God, we give you the honor and the praise. We thank you for this Thanksgiving that we just went through. We thank you for the day that we had to be with our family and friends. We thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. We thank you, God, for even the movies they're coming out with to let us be aware of our past mistakes. God, the law was used to hurt people. Please, dear God, use your people. Touch us. Let us work together to make sure the law is never used to kill and harm innocent people. We bind and rebuke that spirit of the false phenomenon of supremacy by not prosecuting people who commit heinous crimes like inducing people in the hospital and like killing people in the hospital. We plead the blood, the blood of blood of Jesus to break that curse, destroy it. There are more of us than there are of them. Use your people, Heavenly Father, to let the devil know he is a liar. That he will not be touching God's people. Please, dear God, not another soul, not another praying soul, we thank you for Psalms 35, God, that Psalms, it tells us, your word tells us that God will put judgment on our enemies. We stand under Psalms 35 in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Um. Yeah, the prayer meeting is going to go. I'm going to let it go off now. Um, okay. Simrod, you lost, you lost, um, what's this? You lost audio. Video connection is not working. I'm sorry. Viewing only, no audio connection. Well, it's up to you if you want to come back. Don't forget, Pastor Ben is on every night of the week. You know, I left the number, uh, 605. 313-6216, access code 746-077. Join him in prayer when you can. And um, we're going to exit the prayer meeting, but we're going to move into Wahida. Wahida wants to go over this 5G, and I want to hear about it too. 
5G is supposed to be some very dangerous uh, technology that they're using under the disguise of faster wirelessness. So what he to go on and tell me and tell me where's the link and I'll play the tape. Um, I sent you it on Messenger. I don't know if you got it. Okay, now what do you know about it? Well, there, um, it's coming out public and Google and Facebook and stuff, you know, they're part of it and they don't care what they do to people. They're saying, saying it's safe, but it's being used, you know, um, in the wrong way. It can do a lot of stuff, you know, it can do stuff to people that are far away. They can do stuff to them with this system. So um, I sent it to you. You can share it with everybody. They should listen to it. I'm going to play it, but what do you want people to know? We're on a tape recorder. You get a chance now to say why the public should be aware of 5G. Because it gives cancer and, and a bunch of sickness, and it can do a lot of things, bad things to you, you know, the system. Uh, it's a for, What is it, a form of radiation? It's um, faster internet, and, and it's a lot of radiation. Okay. Now I'm looking for it. I don't see you sure you sent it to me. Oh no. I sent it. I I'm I'm looking that. in the wrong person's um oh, Wahida. Okay, let me look in messages. I send you messages. Well now what happened to your phone? I see call me and connect me. Yeah, yes, I, I just happened to see, you know, that you wrote me that note. What happened to your phone? Oh, I don't know if I have to pay. I don't know. Okay. All right. Is it on my page or yours? Oh, this is so cute. Who put this? I love my mom. One of your grandchildren? Oh, my daughter. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> There's nothing like feeling love. Can you send it to me again? Because I do not. It's on message. You didn't get it? I'm looking. I'm playing it on your off here. Uh, Message. I'm looking at it now. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at and I don't see it. I see um, I see the Derek Bros. 5G and AI. The AI is going to... No, I don't have it, honey. Send it to me. Okay. Because I'm playing. I hope it's not too long because I got to get up early. I gotta... Oh, it's long. You got to listen. It's over an, uh, an hour and a half. So you got to listen to it when you get time. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's a lot of information. Let me play you know? some of it. Send it to me, please. I sent it. You got it? Jesus, Message. I sent the video to my cousin who was a pastor. No. Mm -mm. Oh, the last message I got is call me and connect me, Miriam, please. I just sent it. It never come? Well, let me send it, Messenger, see if you get oh, it. Oh, well, in. where did you send it? A message, text. Oh, no, no, send it on Messenger. Okay. Oh, you got the exclusive summary here on uh, No Touch Torture? That looks like a good report. Who's who's Kimberly Kimberly Lott's photo? Kimberly what? You got a lot of good stuff here. November 26, you put it at 437. No touch torture reports. 
Yeah, I send you video and I find good ones. You yeah. got it? Yeah, yeah, I got the the, the five. I'm in Amsterdam, which yeah. is without a doubt the cannabis capital of the world. This is one of my favorite podcasts in the last year. In fact, it's taken a year for the two of us to get together. This is a guy that you're going to meet has a foot in the future, both feet in the future, a clear view of the complicated world that awaits us, a world that is much, much nearer than you might realize. Um, the things of science fiction are coming quickly. You will not recognize your life by 2030. He has a couple of uh, theories as a futurist that um, are pretty shocking on how fast change will come. Things are going to be automated. Uh, you're going to be able to change your body through automation, uh, through implants, but also through CRISPR. We'll be able to cure disease, and it's already here. Industries, communication, everything will change. The very fabric of morality is going to be challenged which is why today's guest is so important. He has devoted himself to the difficult questions posed by such a transformation. What are the dangers of this technology? What are the dangers of augmentation? What are the dangers of AI, AGI, and ASI? What about the meddling with your own thoughts? Um, could you get somebody to vote for somebody with out them knowing it could you get them to buy a product how bad will it get the thing i like about him is he also talks about solutions his stance on cryptocurrency the idea that paper currency is going to become a thing of the past soon he studied at the aeronautical and astro uh, astronautical engineering um, uh, department at Purdue University. This is the same school that produced Neil Armstrong and several other astronauts. He's wicked, wicked smart. He's worked in Tokyo on the leading edge of technology. He has seen the innermost parts of Silicon Valley. He is the editor of the Bleeding Edge and chief technology analyst for Bonner and Partners. You are going to love Jeff Brown. <laughs> So let's start with something that was in the news that I uh, I read from IBM that it didn't happen, uh, and that is quantum supremacy. Right. First of all, explain what that is. Sure. So uh, um, quantum supremacy has been obviously predicted for decades and decades, a half of a century, and it's the moment at which a quantum computer can outperform the most powerful classical computer on Earth. Mm -hmm. And right now that computer is called Summit. It was actually uh, um, uh, partially built by IBM, and it's one of the one of the Department of Energy's national laboratories, and it's capable of something called 200 petaflops per second, which is uh, you know, just imagine football field-sized data centers full of racks and racks of very powerful uh, computers and servers, and the job is simply just to compute uh, the most complex problems known to man. That's what that was designed for. 
And one ball field size. Football field size. Okay. So you, you, you connect all of these systems together and they're one large, massive supercomputer. And the U.S. has the most powerful supercomputer on Earth. That's the summit. Um, and uh, for perspective, the, the quantum computer that was developed by Google uh, is the size of a refrigerator. Wow. And there's a couple racks of equipment that kind of help orchestrate everything. But it's, it's not a big computing system. It's the size of a refrigerator. And that single computer was able to outperform Summit, the most powerful supercomputer on Earth. And the way they tested it is they developed a very complex problem to solve. And uh, the quantum computer at Google solved it in 200 seconds. 200 seconds. And Google calculated that it would take the Summit computer about 10,000 years to solve the same problem. How do they know they got it right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so um, uh, the, the the measure is to be able um, uh, to crunch that massive amount right. of data and come to a conclusion. So how does that change? How does that change things? Mm. Um, it, um, it honestly, it changes everything. Uh, the truth is, is that we'll look back on this five years from now, 10 years from now, and, and, and this will be one for the history book. This is like a moon landing. This, this is right? absolutely a moon landing. And it was something that recently, there were lots of people that said, oh, that's a long way down the road. Correct. As recently as last year, experts were saying, we are a long way away from quantum supremacy. 10 years right. plus. Absolutely. And we just hit it, and it kind of went by, and nobody noticed. And this is the thing that I really wanted to have you on because we had a conversation about a year ago. Right. Um, we were just in, happened to be in a hotel uh, at the same time at a conference, and you and I pulled a, a room off to the side just to talk for a little while. And what people, my frustration is mm. that is that life is going to change so much in the next ten years, and. And it's either going to be great or it's going to be horrific. Um, and I don't know which, but I'm excited to find out. Mm. But nobody's talking about it. Mm -hmm. Nobody, when you think, when people, when, you, when I talk to people and say, no, 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 you don't understand. 2030 is a different world. They don't, they can't process that. Mm -hmm. So I really want to talk to you about what does the world look like five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? And, and what are the things we should be talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, you gave a great lecture on 5G, mm -hmm. and I'd love for you to explain 5G sure. because this is the key to almost everything. Anything that Tesla is doing with their car, it has to have 5G, but it comes with all kinds of problems with it. So explain just 5G. Uh, there's there's uh, so, so much to discuss. Yeah, no. So, um, uh, and we should definitely come back to, to, to the significance of quantum computing. Um, 5G um, 
uh, is a wireless technology that's been under development for about 10 years. And the way the industry works is that um, every 10 years, the industry develops standards and then starts building out the next generation of wireless network. We started all the way back with first generation uh, back in the 80s. We moved to 2G in the 90s. We moved to 3G in 2000, 4G in 2010, and now we're ready. In fact, uh, we need fifth generation wireless technology because fourth generation wireless networks are congested. If you've ever had trouble uh, with dropped phone calls or for some reason your email won't download or if uh, you can't actually access the internet on your phone, the network's congested. There's not enough capacity for you to get what you need and that's why 5G is so important. The difference between 4G and 5G is not like the difference between 3G and 4G though. Oh, it's uh, this, is, uh, this is genuinely the first revolutionary wireless technology uh, that, that the world has seen since the first generation. So this is, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's the jump between 4G and 5, but it may be the jump between 5 and 10. Uh, somebody described it as if 4G is a garden hose, right. 5G is the channel. Right. So um, to even make it simpler, uh, our average speeds over a 4G wireless network are about 10 megabits per second. Um, the speeds that have already been demonstrated by AT&T and Verizon are one gigabit per second. That's a hundred times faster connectivity than what we're used to today over our 4G network. So people will look at that and go, okay, well, I mean, I could already watch Disney Plus in my car. Right. You know, while, you're moving. while it's moving and it's driving and, yeah. you know, you, you already have that. Yeah, yeah. It's that's not where it comes into play. It comes into self-driving cars. It comes into uh, surgeries uh, uh, being performed by a surgeon on one side of the world and a body on the other. In the field, under a tent, you, hear that? you could have uh, the world's top surgeon in New York uh, operating on a soldier in Afghanistan with no wired network, no fiber optics, literally just transmitting over... 5G wireless network. And the reason that's possible is not just kind of the pipe. Uh, it's uh, something called latency or delay. Uh, average latency in the U.S. is about 120 milliseconds. That may not sound like much, but... If you're bleeding to death. Yes, and there's a robotic arm that's inside your body. Uh, you want very low latency. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, Ooh, don't cut that. <laughs> right. Delay. Uh, Wahida, did you say something to me? No, I said you heard it. He said it after coming in New York and perform surgery in Afghanistan. Oh, Lord, I missed that. He said that? Yeah, he just said it like a minute or so. That's what 5G doing? I do a lot of stuff. You got to yeah, listen to it. Yeah, my leg last night, I woke up. I said, what is this? And I'm a leg all wrapped up. Uh-huh. Let me bring it back a little bit. You said he said that? Yeah, a minute or two. Between five and ten, uh, somebody described it as if 4G is a garden hose, right. 5G is the channel. Right. So um, mm. to even make it simpler, uh, our average speeds over a 4G wireless network are about 10 megabits per second. Um, the speeds that have already been demonstrated by AT&T and Verizon are oh, one gigabit per second. That's a hundred times faster connectivity 
than what we're used to today over our 4G network. So people will look at that and go, okay, well, I mean, I could already watch Disney Plus in my car. Right. You know, you're while moving. it's moving and it's driving and, yeah. you know, you, you already have that. Yeah, yeah. It's That's not where it comes into play. It comes into self-driving cars. It comes into uh, surgeries uh, of being performed by a surgeon on one side of the world and a body on the other. In the field, under a tent, you could have uh, the world's top surgeon in New York uh, operating on a soldier in Afghanistan with no wired network, no fiber optics, literally just transmitting over 5G wireless network. And the reason that's possible is not just kind of the pipe. Uh, it's uh, something called latency or delay. Uh, average latency in the U.S. is about 120 milliseconds. That may not sound like much, but... If you're bleeding to death. Yes, and there's a robotic arm that's inside mm -hmm. your body. Uh, you want very, very low latency. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, Ooh, don't cut that. <laughs> right. Delay. Uh, no, it's only one millisecond. 5G is only one millisecond delay. It's like having a completely real-time uh, uh, connection. If, if you and I were speaking through holographic images over a 5G wireless network, there would we couldn't tell the difference as to whether we were sitting with each other or you were on the other side of the world. There would be no perceivable audio or visual delay in our conversation. So what are the ramifications? Like what technology is ready? Yeah. Um, it just needs that piece. Mm -hmm. What, 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 what are the instant ramifications, yeah. five-year ramifications? Yeah. So um, one, of the, one of the reasons that I think kind of the mainstream press uh, often misunderstands uh, this kind of technology is there are a lot of nuances. Obviously, it takes years to build out and tens of billions of dollars to build out these 5G uh, networks. You probably don't know this, but we have 5G networks right here in Dallas today. Most of Manhattan is actually covered by 5G. Um, real 5G? Uh, real 5G operating at one gigabit per second. The only challenge is, is it's kind of like a hotspot design. Mm -hmm. You've got a lily pads in a pond. Um, the entire pond isn't covered yet. Right. And because this needs towers everywhere. Everywhere. In fact, um, it's almost like, uh, excuse me, you'll know this yeah. reference. I hope I get it right. But it's almost like the difference between Tesla and Edison on power oh yeah where dc needed these little power generators everywhere everywhere yeah and it wasn't considered plausible yeah. to be able to do why is this plausible to do when it's these little transmitters i guess they would be called right, right. um everywhere right um so the unique uh a change in architecture is moving from uh what's referred to as a large cell architecture mm -hmm. where one transmitter could broadcast over essentially transmit over miles uh, versus a smaller cell architecture where uh, we're talking about distances of you know hundreds of feet for example why do that uh, we have to um, one of the things that's challenging about uh, radio frequencies uh, the things that we broadcast you know television channels or radio channels is they're full they're completely congested, so all of those um, very valuable frequencies that we use for television, they've all been taken. And 4G has taken 
also the valuable uh, uh, frequencies. And so we have to go higher up. Higher frequencies mean higher power. Higher power means we need these transmission uh, devices, these antennas, closer and closer together so we can enable some kind of contiguous coverage. This is the lower network. frequency, the longer the wave, the, right? Exactly, the longer the wave, very good. The longer the wave, the longer it will transmit. Mm -hmm. So you don't need as much equipment. The higher the frequency, you have to use more power in smaller waves. While we're here on this mm -hmm. part of it, what do you make of the people who say it's dangerous, it's gonna, being bombarded by these waves is gonna kill us all? It, it is a conspiracy. Uh, and uh, it's actually a conspiracy um, that has been fueled by some of the United States competitors. Right? I'm <laughs> saying this. People yes. don't believe me. No, no, it is absolutely. so clearly. Absolutely. Um, uh, and that's very factual. I, I've read the research that's been done on, um, uh, on rats, uh, you know, putting a very high power transmitter right next to a rat, right inside of a cage. There is uh, absolutely no evidence uh, that these wireless networks, whether they be 1, 2, 3, 4G, uh, have had any negative health impact. Oh, five. So five is higher power, but uh, we remember we don't sleep with a 5G transmitter next to our, our head. Uh, you know, these are uh, obviously uh, at distance uh, from us. And th the only one thing that I do recommend when people ask me about this is it's good to use earpods or uh, whether they're wireless or wired earphones when you're speaking on your cell phone rather than holding your cell phone next to your head. There's no evidence that holding your cell phone next to your head uh, would cause any uh, health damage. None's been published that I've seen from critical, uh, credible uh, you know, medical research institutions, but I think it's just good practice. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So what does the onlining of, of 5G mm. mean to people? So you use a great example, which is um, autonomous uh, vehicles. Um, that latency and also the bandwidth is absolutely essential for a world of self-driving cars and taxis. I don't think people understand the information that the cars will be able to process. It's not like, it's not your car just figuring out where to go and what's in front of it. It it will eventually know what that car is, who's in that car, who's in this car, have access to all of that information, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it it because it has to make a judgment at some point if there's a problem. Where do which way do I swerve? Which which, yeah. which way do I go to cause the least damage? It's kind of one of those. What is it? The trolley experiment, where you, where you've got a trolley going down and it could kill three people this way, right? Or you could switch tracks and kill one person over there. What do you do? Right. It's got to crunch that kind of data if we're going to really truly autonomous cars, right? So, so one of the biggest debates uh, in the industry right now amongst the technologists working on autonomous tech is. Um, how do we program the software to make those decisions? Who, who do we choose, to your point, if there's two children, two teenagers walking across the street, uh, and, and, and two grandparents across the street, and one of the two groups is going to have to get hit, what's the decision to be made? Is that one built on 
potential economic output of the individuals? Is it built on our emotions about making those decisions? It's 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 almost an impossible decision it to make. Is it impossible? That's why you don't really, you know, you can't really judge people because it's a snap decision. Right. But this is a program decision. It, it is a program. Um, we lose uh, millions of people who die through traffic accidents on an annual basis. Autonomous driving technology, 94% uh, of those deaths are caused by human error. Right. So we can eliminate 94% of those worldwide deaths. The lives it will save will be. It's amazing, extraordinary. So while this is an incredibly complex um, ethical dilemma that um, we have to solve, and I have a, a theory about that, is that we, we may actually um, leave that to the AI uh, to decide because it's such a polarizing issue. Uh, and, and after all, one of the, the extraordinary things about artificial intelligence is you can feed it um, an incredible amount of information and it will make a very accurate decision, but it can't tell you how it got there. It can consider a thousand different variables and recognize patterns that humans just can't possibly understand and come to the correct conclusion. There's no way for us to understand which Why is how? unsettling. It is for most people. How could we trust something when we don't understand the decision-making process that it went through? This is one of the very unique things about artificial intelligence. Um, back to the uh, issue of the car, an average self-driving car will generate about 4,000 4, gigabytes of information a day. That's the equivalent of about a thousand high definition movies. A thousand. Wow. And the reason that data is so important, and this is why Tesla is such an extraordinary company, um, Tesla has driven about two billion, two billion miles on autopilot to date. Two billion. Real miles on real roads, the cars driving by themselves. Very few people recognize how much Tesla has accomplished. The reason that data is so important is that data comes back in. It gets fed into Tesla's artificial intelligence algorithm, its autonomous driving tech, and it makes it smarter. So, and, and is that all proprietary? Uh, it is proprietary to Tesla. So, so that makes them the difference between Google and Yahoo uh, at the beginning stages where- Yes. They have they have an unbelievable moat. Uh, Waymo, the self-driving division of mm -hmm. Google or Alphabet, depending on what we'd like to call them, uh, is um, has only driven about 16 million actual autonomous driving miles. Mm -hmm. 16 million versus Tesla's two billion. Mm -hmm. So having a 5G network obviously gives us that pipe to gain that critical. I don't care whether it's Tesla or anybody else, but we have to. We have to get that data back so we can make the AI smarter so we have less accidents so that the AI never has to make that decision about who to hit. So when you have 5G, um, because we're talking about, I talked to the chairman of, uh, former chairman of the board of uh, GM, mm. and he said GM is, he said GM's going to be making fleets by 2030. He said we're not going to be an 
automaker as you understand it. He said, mm -hmm. there'll be fleets of pods of whatever they are that will be connected to the system and mm -hmm. you'll call for one, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he said, you know, the highways will be much faster than they are now and things will be much more organized. That's when all of this comes in. But when all of this comes in, you have to keep the guy who wants to drive his car himself mm. off the road <laughs> because I won't be able to merge with this traffic that is all really, you know, done by AI. I can't navigate. I'll cause the problem. <laughs> so what happens? How far away are we from that transition to where you're a problem, dude, you can't drive your car anymore. Car, yeah, yeah. I, I actually think that, um, uh, I think that will be a, a long way off. Um, I, I, you know, at least I think we've got a good two decades before we start having serious discussions about whether or not we can drive a car. And how long before the whole country, you were talking about the lily pads, mm -hmm. before the whole country is connected? Because part of the problem is you go out into the center of the country, some of that stuff's not even mapped. You know what I mean? Some oh, of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how long before a self-driving car could be used throughout the country? Yeah, I think, you know, the reality is, is that when you're building out these networks, it, it's about um, percentage of population covered. Mm -hmm. so there, I, you know, I talk to people uh, who write in to me um, uh, or come up and ask me and say, hey, I, 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 Jeff, I don't even have 4G. You know, I live in a I live in a small town of mm -hmm. 736 people, and we're still on on 3G. Right. Uh, and and so um, the the 4G network coverage, believe it or not, is is still being built out in some rural areas, uh, not just in the U.S. but around the world. Um, within three years, we will have the the vast majority. And when I say vast majority, how long? Within three years, we will have the vast majority of the U.S. population covered by 5G wireless networks. Without China? Um, technology, Chinese technology? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, 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 there's a, uh, a very large misunderstanding um, uh, about the need for, uh, for example, Huawei's uh, you know, equipment. Huawei's um, 5G wireless technology is loaded with US-made mm -hmm. semiconductors, the real intelligence, high-value products that actually make those products work. You know, the U.S. doesn't focus on just making an antenna. So who's giving us the bullcrap story then mm. that we are so far behind, Huawei is way ahead, and we need this technology. Europe needs this yeah. technology. It is, um, it's absolutely not true. There, there's three major vendors around the world that produce the, the physical equipment for 5G networks. That's Huawei, uh, that's Nokia. Uh, Finnish company and Ericsson, Swedish company. Those are the big three. What I'm really talking about is the, is the physical equipment, those mm -hmm. transmitters, mm -hmm. the antennas, uh, a lot of the um, uh, the IT equipment that helps uh, the 5G networks operate. Uh, but supplemented with that, there's U.S. products inside all of those pieces of equipment. Again, all those uh, critical semiconductors. And on top of that, uh, companies like Cisco and Juniper Networks provide, Infinera, another favorite of mine, um, provide the internet routing equipment uh, that enables these 5G networks to operate. The, the moment that 
a signal hits a transmitter in a tower, that tower is attached, it's connected to a fiber optic network. Mm-hmm. Take that signal off, you bring it onto a fiber optic network, you route it around the world wherever it needs to go, comes back up on a tower and then connects to the, uh, the other side of the line. Um, so the U.S. is is leading leading on 5G uh, wireless technology in many regards. Wow, not the impression you would get. Oh, exactly. So, um, how concerned are you? Is this really even a concern mm. that that with 5G the the Internet of Things comes alive? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can be in a store and ask, somehow or another ask my refrigerator, uh, you know, what I have. Uh, what I need, um, I can I can ask uh, what aisle ketchup is in in the in the supermarket because I I'd have access to all of that data because of five G can get to me quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with all of the data in all of our homes, everything in it, gathering information. Uh, how concerned are you with the idea that China? Could take that information and use that information, or anybody can take that information in our own government to monitor and to manipulate. Uh, it has already. That's the bad news. Um, the uh, uh, it was already determined that Huawei had uh, taken data um, in the United States, so information that was routed through its routing equipment routed that data to mainland China for analysis and then routed it back to the de- destination that it was originally intended. And, and you know that was actually the impetus for current administration's banning of the use of always equipment in the United States. It is absolutely a national security concern. Uh, they've also done it on televisions as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, uh, that is frightening because that's in our homes. Um, I, as a technologist, am very careful about the brands that I uh, the brands that I buy. A very simple example: if we think about, um, uh, you know, Facebook just released a TV module, and the TV module has audio on it and a camera <laughs> that it's going to use to, you know, listen to our conversations right. and identify the members of our family and collect information analyze what we talk about every day and feed that into its massive so here's, here's the problem because i think for the west huxley was right mm. um orwell was right for the for the east uh it's 1984 in china especially in the north and the for the uyghurs right yeah they're right. muslims horrible yeah horrible um but we're kind of just fat and happy and yes. we're just being we're being fed that when 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 I say to people, and tell me if you think this is wrong, when I say to people, look, you're going to have an idea. Let's say, you know, you've had a conversation with your wife, you've had several different things that have been happening in your life, and you get up one morning and you're like, geez, you know, I just, I, I think we should just get on a plane and go to Hawaii. Those reservations most likely will already have been made because <laughs> AGI will say, you know what, you, you, I've been thinking about, or, you know, I've, I've been watching this and I've already made these plans and it would be the plans that you would make mm-hmm. is a, is that in the future? Uh, c- completely, completely feasible okay. and, and not 10 years away. Um, 
the, wow. the ability to do this uh, will happen in the next few years, in fact. Um, and, and what it will m most likely um, appear as is a personalized assistant. digital assistant. Yeah. Right. Um, that knows your preferences. Knows you better than you than know. You know yourself. Correct. Exactly. So when that happens, I mean, what's great about this is everything that the wealthy had, mm. somebody who is their personal assistant knows and thinking and like, I've, I got you covered on this. You can now have most likely for free or for very low cost um, in the future. So it's fantastic. But it's also, it knows you, It where is the beginning and end of free will? Is that my choice or have I been kind of manipulated okay, into of that course. choice? Of course. You're never going to get people to say, oh, I'm not going to use that. You'll get people to say, that sounds bad, but they'll still use it. The convenience factor is too high, precisely. Yeah. This is where um, the credibility of the service provider is so important who is a good custodian of our data and information and when the best place to look the easiest place to look and understand that is what's the business model how do they make money i'll give you an example apple historically has been a great custodian of our information why because they don't sell our data for advertising revenues Facebook and Google will want you to think that they're magnanimous, mm -hmm. that they are here for the greater good of mankind. Facebook's mission, uh, and I'll paraphrase this, is to empower people to connect and bring the world closer together. <laughs> Google's mission, I love this, Google's mission is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and usable. It's fantastic. Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? <laughs> totally great. I want more of that. I do. I do. But more than 99% of their revenues come from data surveillance, collecting our most private information, packaging and selling it to anyone, anyone who's willing to pay for it. That's terrifying. It is. And yet, I still use Google. I don't have Google Home. Um, you know, I, I don't <laughs> nest freaks me out. You, 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 uh, honestly, I would, I would never touch a nest. I would never touch a nest. Thank you for saying this. People think no. I have good friends yeah. who are like, Glenn, I'm like, listen, I'm telling you, unless you want all of your conversations, well, we don't have anything. We're not like you. We're not celebrities, <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, A, I ain't a celebrity. B, Stop thinking that way. Yes, yeah. And they don't. I have good friends who have Nest, who have uh, Google Home. They talk to it all the time. It controls everything in their house. And I'm like, you are going to regret this someday. Absolutely, absolutely. Convince them. Uh, well, uh, you know, f first of all, if if we had to choose, let's just say, um, basic basic operating principle is. Stay away from companies whose business model is collecting and selling your data. So we named two already, Facebook and Google. How about Amazon? Amazon has traditionally been a very good custodian of our data. So I would put Amazon and Apple 
in a good, good bucket for now. Okay. So far, for now. they've been good actors. Yeah, but for now, I hope I hope they stay that way because otherwise, we won't have any choices. Right. Um, but right now, um, those are the products that that I would put in my home. Okay. Um, uh, and and feel comfortable about it. So instead of a Nest, go with an Ecobee, which was uh, was what was acquired by uh, Amazon. So why should you be worried about having the new TV? from Facebook and they're so what they're listening to that that's going to provide you with that digital assistant. That's going to be able to book your trip to Hawaii sure. and tell you how to pay for it. Sure. Just chat with it. And it's done. It's so easy. Anyone on earth. This is the great thing about both um, uh, 5g wireless technology and the advancements in um, uh, uh, artificial intelligence, hardware, and software. And when I say hardware, I'm referring to specifically semiconductors. Um, by the next generation of phones that come out, you will have uh, an artificial intelligence-enabled supercomputer in your hand capable of running any digital assistant. The next generation? Yes, it's coming out in 2020, within the next 12 months. And the current forecast for... 2020 are at least 300 million 5G enabled handsets. So the, the the explosion is literally happening in the next 12 months. We're off to the races. What is that going to mean? Um, you mean upside and downside? Well, uh, you, you gave a great example of um, uh, services that were only available to the very wealthy. Right. A butler you know, right. a personal assistant will literally be in the hand of anyone who can afford or get access to a smartphone. And it, it's not like a calendar service. It's a, it's, it's AI. It, it is full blown AI with the ability to do those tasks that consume on average, you know, two or three hours of our time a day. If you had a Centurion black card, an American express mm, black card, mm you have access to the concierge concierge yes okay. that's your phone will do that and it'll be easy uh, absolutely natural language so in fact the last 18 months have been spectacular in terms of the advancements that have been made in uh, what's called uh, nlp or natural language processing which is the artificial intelligence that's used to understand interpret and act upon human mm -hmm. speech and I don't know. I uh, I hear my wife. She uses Alexa. I've got Alexa, or I've got Siri turned off because she's co she's constantly going. No, Siri, no, call mom. Yeah. Call mom. That those days are shortly. Oh yes, those those will come to an end very very soon. Um, uh, and Apple, ironically, uh, underinvested on artificial intelligence for many years. They've actually been playing catch up. Uh, Amazon, of all companies. <laughs> Uh, actually uh, has made tremendous progress, as has Google. But before we leave, before we leave security and data of security, mm. wouldn't it be reasonable to, to secure our data by saying, I can sell you my data, but if I move from one place, I take my data with me. I own my data. And if I want you to be able to sell it, you could sell it. I could even sell it in a block with a bunch of other people. Yes. You know, yes. but 
I own my data. Right. Why don't we, has there ever been anybody who is like trying to get that legislation passed? Because that's the way to cripple companies yeah. that are misusing our data. It's so there's, uh, I'm glad you brought this up. There's two, two interesting developments. So first of all, this is being talked about, especially with regards to healthcare data, healthcare portability. I just uh, read somebody's, records. somebody's already going in and taking our records. Uh, well, th there's a horrific thing that just, that was just announced. Um, that's worth talking about actually. So, um, uh, Google had been very quietly, secretively working with a major health provider called Ascension, uh, in the United States, um, to get access to all of the healthcare records through their medical system, millions, millions of records uh, from Ascension. Oh, so this is where happen? it's interesting. Exactly. It gets worse because they have, they have the names of the patients. So it's not anonymized. They have the complete healthcare record, all of their visits, any procedures that have been done, uh, any diagnoses that might indicate, you know, future health conditions, maybe high risk for cancer, for example. They have the names and the birth dates of everyone, and it's all under the guise of uh, HIPAA, uh, the, uh, the 1996 Healthcare Act. Um, uh, and there's this very nuanced language in HIPAA that says, basically, it, the, the healthcare provider can share the patient data without the physician or the patient's consent as long as the use of that data is to um, support the mission of the healthcare facility. Oh my gosh. Right. Incredibly loose language that was written back in 1996 and it provides for no privacy whatsoever. And obviously Google figured this out. Uh, and struck this deal with Ascension. And, and of course, I'm sure the sales pitch was, we have this incredible artificial intelligence technology. We can help you affect better healthcare oh, yeah, outcomes, course. right? Sure. Just give us the data. <laughs> we'll take it. Um, frightening, right? Uh, and, and so, uh, of course, the talk in the industry is, every, every American should be able to take all of their healthcare records with them so that when they go to a new provider, mm -hmm. they don't have to fill out a hundred forms. They mm -hmm. can just provide the data, get everybody up to speed, mm -hmm. healthcare portability, right? Make, mm -hmm. It makes sense. It's not just insurance, but actually your information, that's right. your data. So there's that uh, um, initiative that's, that's very kind of industry focused. Healthcare um, uh, se seems to be the primary target, but there's a whole nother group um, in the technology industry uh, that, that wants to basically retain all of our data, the data that, is, that has been taken from us without consent from companies like Facebook and Google, allow us to have our data back and then give us the right, the choice to opt in or not. Correct. And so you mentioned Google before, there's actually a company out there called Brave. They have a, an internet browser, a search engine. And they have a neat function that allows you to opt in and determine which information you would like to share. And you can actually get paid for opting into the network. The way they make those payments is through um, a digital currency, a form of cryptocurrency. And if you opt in, you get paid every month, small amounts for your participation in the network. This is reasonable. It's very reasonable. And I think in fact, it's the future 
it's going to take time to unseat Google uh, from their current business model. Um, but I do believe this will be cracked. I think we'll, it has to be. we'll be given the choice to, uh, you know, whether or not we'd like to opt in our LinkedIn profile or our Facebook profile or our searching. Ten years ago, I said to Ray Kurzweil, mm. um, Ray, I know, I, you know, I, I know you don't by believe by 2030 there will be death. Um, and he believes in, you know, the singularity of man and machine coming together. And I, I talked to him about, well, you know, what about free will? What about um, being manipulated subtly, especially if they're in your head? Mm. Um, and, and, you know, what makes you believe that if I could make you into a monkey by turning off your access to AI mm -hmm. and you're not able to understand everything that's going around, who should have that power to be able to do that? And he said, well, we, we would do that. And I said, <laughs> okay, well, what would make you think that if I'm trying to come up with a competitor to Google and Google knows I'm doing it because their, their AI is saying, look what this guy is doing. A, I'll never beat them because they're monitoring me and they're taking my ideas for free. And, and what makes you think that they won't shut them off? And he, his response was, well, we just won't. Mm. And I said, Ray, Ray, I know the slogan used to be, don't be evil, <laughs> but people generally go bad when they have that much power. Power, yes. the power that we're talking about yes. is, is staggering. It is staggering. And we're not even, we're not even scratching the surface. I mean, yeah. let's go back to quantum computing. Okay. How much, how far are we away from uh, quantum computing really making all encryption, you know, uh, rendering it meaningless. Right? meaningless. Yeah. 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 Um, so, um, for, uh, many years, couple decades, uh, the, the, uh, when people refer to kind of military grade encryption, uh, it's called 256 bit, um, encryption. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the, the standard for um, security and yeah. encryption technology. All sorts of nuances around that, uh, not very relevant. The quantum computer that Google built um, was a 53, was, is a 53 qubit quantum computer. It actually was 54, but one of the bits didn't work. Mm. So we had 53 functioning qubits. Um, at a very high level, the moment that we build uh, oh, by the way, a 53-bit quantum computer can crack 256-bit encryption, just to okay. be very clear. Okay. It'll take some time, uh, let's say a matter yeah. of hours. I'm doing some other work, so I'm going to let it just play. And there's still people here. Oh. Yeah. How much more minutes they have? Um... It's at 44.34, and it goes to 139. Oh, I'm going to go. Okay, darling. Well, I'm going to listen to it now. I'm, yes. I'm glad it's you interjected, but at first they said it was conspiracy theory. 
Yeah, the guy who who's saying it's good, he's saying it's conspiracy theory, and you heard the other guy is asking question about it. And you heard how they're getting your medical records, everything and stuff. You hear that, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, this, good night. This is something you have to listen to twice. Yes, yes, I'm going to listen to it again. All right. Girl. I listened, I, I fell asleep like a day, like 30 minutes more to the end. Mm -hmm. I um, fell asleep, so I didn't get to listen to the whole thing. I got to wake up early, but I'm going to let it play some more because I, I have some work to do here on the computer. Yeah. All right. Hope, you know, we okay. learn a lot from this. Yes, darling. Thank you. I'm going to try All and right. get um, something a little... A little more, a little, I'm going to get some, I'm, I'm going to listen to this and then, um, you know, uh -huh. look at, um, look for more on it because I want to be clear, but yes, the yes. idea that they can do a surgery, hmm. right? <laughs> and they have uh, everybody medical records. This is, it's unbelievable. Google and Facebook collecting people records and, you know, and, and sell them and stuff. These people are crazy. I mean, if 5G, it's be, going to be easier, you know, for for them to do a lot of stuff. Well, what's dangerous, if you could do some surgery in one country, you know, because, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I felt them twisting my muscles before. I was like, this is a, this is inhumane. Yeah, I'm going through it a lot, too, all day, you know. All right. Okay, Take God. care. Good night. Good night to everyone listening. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, David. Bye-bye. Maybe more than a day, but, you know, it's not a long period of time. Let's just say loosely less than less than 40 hours. Um, the this is our starter set. Yeah. This is our, this is our, these are the train candy, wheels. Uh, our... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, imagine the, the moment, and by the way, we are not far away. This is what, to your point, I'm, inc I'm incredibly amazed people haven't written about this. It's not a big leap to get, once you have a functional quantum computer, Correct. it's not a big leap to get from 53 to 256. Right. The moment you have 256, you can crack that encryption software in milliseconds. It's over. Uh, and so what I can tell you right now, uh, the industry, especially the cybersecurity industry, is scrambling right now because we have a massive problem on our hands and we haven't figured out how to solve it yet. Uh, and we have to do something. We literally need to have um, different methods of encryption and security yes. to protect our most vital information. All of our banking, both our security on military, absolutely, okay. missile launch, everything, our corporations, body, our governments, everything. intelligence organizations, you and I, the whole bit. All right. Um, Do you believe the singularity is real? Um, well, uh, you know, it's 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 a very um, frightening thought. Um, the 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 thought that um, we get to um, so what happens after artificial general intelligence? Which okay, let's okay, so let's start here because yeah, go define AI, A AGI and ASI. Right. So right now what we have is narrow AI. We can take AI and apply it to a very specific task like autonomous driving, and it can train on just that thing, and it can be brilliant at it. 
be better than any human at this one thing. Two billion miles driven, Tesla cars have driven themselves, mm-hmm. sometimes with humans sleeping in the seat, mm-hmm. documented. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we've been there uh, for the last several years. Um, AGI, I believe, will come within nine years. My my prediction is 2028, uh, which is a rock's throw from where we are today. And artificial general intelligence is something that, um, you know, we can't tell at all whether there's a human or an AI on the other end of the line. If there were a black wall between you and I and we were having this conversation, I would have no idea if I was speaking to you or... Except if I understand it right. Mm. AI, narrow AI, is one task and it can be much better than you. Yes. Okay? But once you once you start to ask it questions about something other than chess or building this car or whatever it is, um, it, 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 it has nothing. nothing. So artificial general intelligence is just like humans that it's good at multiple things, yes. but is it better than humans in all those things like AI is in that one narrow shaft? Is that general intelligence? General bigger? intelligence is, is unrecognizable from, um, uh, uh, a human level of intelligence and has essentially the world of information at its fingertips. So it is um, smarter than us, uh, or at least just the smartest person in the world. It was, you can think of it as the smartest person in the room. Super intelligence, artificial super intelligence. Well, is, that's my question. What's is where um, the AI is smarter than the single best human uh, in every aspect of life i've heard that um heard it described as you're having a birthday party in your kitchen Mm. and the cake has been cut and everybody's been eating it and you're over here talking Mm. and there's a fly on the plate Mm. attracted to the sugar in the cake Mm. that's eating that fly has no idea what the cake is Mm. sugar is the plate the kitchen the people no idea in that case we are the fly mm. and a ASI artificial superintelligence, the people. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you say that's accurate? That's an interesting description. Um, but not accurate. Uh, it's not inaccurate at all. It's such a, um, I, I, you know, I like to think about it is, um, uh, something that, uh, is better than any, expert in their field on the face of earth of the earth right and it moves so rapidly that you can't understand it you can't follow it because it's it's crunching things so quickly well it, and it has the ability to make connections but th- between things that you we would think have no connection whatsoever correct. so it can synthesize correct mm. everything all of the world's information real time so let me go back then to what we were talking about. I'm the, I'm the driver who wants to take my old Pontiac on the road, mm-hmm. and it's a super highway. Mm-hmm. When we hit AGI 2028, and it is being able to, to, to make many of these connections, um, I can't keep up with things. If I want to compete, I need to – Musk just had his uh, – What's a new technology? It's like a 
thread, almost a sewing machine into the head. Um, uh, yeah, um, uh, uh, basically, um, uh, the company's called Neuralink, yeah, and Neuralink. Um, yeah, so it's a brain-computer interface. Uh, uh, basically, very, very tiny, minuscule holes um, uh, 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 in inserting wires in, into the brain for the purpose of connectivity. Correct. So now I'm connected to the connected world. I'm yes. connected to uh, AGI, mm -hmm. um, which would give me a great advantage yes. over anybody else. Yes. Um, I mean, you're now in a place to where you literally would be a monkey if you don't have that. You're, you, you can't compete. Mm -hmm. How far away are we? I mean, Musk says five years away from his technology being ready. How far are we away before the, the real wealthy, who are be the ones that get it first in any technology, mm -hmm. how long before some people have that yes. and others don't? Yeah. Um. I believe uh, we'll absolutely have that within 10 years. Oh, my God. Um, and, and what's interesting about this is actually, and so I believe actually um, uh, Musk's timeline, because we're doing it already. Right. So if we, if we think about people that have been injured or wounded. My daughter or, has seizures. She's going in. Right. For his is, I think, 1,000 or 10,000 times stronger than what they have now. Sure, sure. But she's going in for surgery for those implants now. Right. For, to control her epilepsy. Right, right, right. So we're connected. We can, we can now uh, control a robotic prosthesis right. just through uh, an implant in the brain. And that, that's not the same as being connected to a supercomputer right. or to the cloud, but it's not that big of a leap to think that as our own abilities, this essentially exponential growth in artificial intelligence technology, our ability to design these systems to enable this brain-computer interface, it's not a leap to realize that this is a matter of years, not decades. So I said to Ray, mm. as we talked about this as well, this 10 years ago, mm. what about the people who want to be Amish? Yeah. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I like me the way I am. I don't. I don't want that connectivity. Yeah, yeah. You're the guy in the car that can't go. You, you'd almost have to be like the Amish with the horses, and you're living over here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're a dummy. Yeah, yeah. So what happens? What should we be? Is anybody talking about some of the philosophical problems that we're going to be facing? Within ten years, there there is um, um, to be fair, uh, there is a lot of um, very thoughtful discourse and discussion about um, how we're going to deal with this at a societal level. There's not much being done about it, which is a, a, a complaint uh, that I have. Um, Nobody's even talking yeah. to the average person in America. They're they're going to be blindsided. They're going to they're not going to see this stuff coming. I'll give you a good example of a good actor uh, and a proactive positive action taken uh, by Amazon, not, not surprisingly, I think, actually. So Amazon has undergone an effort to train tens of thousands of its employees on machine learning, a form of artificial intelligence, over the course of the next several years. Um, 
most people don't know this, but Amazon is one of the most prolific artificial intelligence companies on earth. They use it pervasively throughout their entire business, everything from their logistics business to, I don't know, have you ever been in one of their Go stores? Uh, it's extraordinary. Um, you, you, you walk into the front of the door, uh, you open your Amazon application, you scan it through the gate, you walk in, take a bag, take things off the shelf, whatever you want, and you just walk out the store. You do nothing. You do nothing. Because the entire store is wired with computer vision. It knows exactly which products you take. It already knows who you are because it's recognized your face. And when you walk out, your account is charged instantly, completely frictionless. There are no cashiers in the store. Uh, so they use it for they use it for the uh, for the retail environment. They use it across their uh, cloud computing systems. They use it in their recommendation engines for their e-commerce business. And they recognize that if they they don't retrain their workforce, nothing. They, they they can't continue the growth trajectory that they're on. Right, and you 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 come to a point to where that sounds great. I want to live in that world. Yeah. But what happened? How are these other people making a living? How, what are they doing? The, all these jobs have been replaced. That's wonderful, mm. and it's one reason why um, uh, Yang has been in, in, interesting to me. I disagree with his conclusions. Mm. But when he's talking about UBI, it doesn't work. In my opinion, it doesn't work. Correct. It, it, it won't work. Correct. Um, however, at least he's having the conversation of yep. we're going to have, you know, the Mark Zuckerbergs on on crack cocaine, steroids, you know, Nazi kind of experiments to keep the body going. That that person that is really in control of a lot and the money and i don't see how that's gonna change and then you're gonna have all the people who have just lost their jobs and don't didn't even see it coming mm. how do you make this world work with just jobs yeah 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 does that makes sense it does it completely does i you know the way i look at it is um we're going to have two buckets of of people one bucket will the, will be those that are willing to retrain, to, to willing to literally find a new purpose, a new career. Um, there will be jobs. There will be tons of jobs. There will be economic expansion like we've never seen before. Sure. But we have to be flexible in terms of what we're doing. If we still want to dig coal, we're in trouble. That's the second bucket, which is um, the bucket that says, you know, I've done this for 20 years. And that's all I'm going to do until I retire. And this is going to be where the societal challenge is. Because we have jobs that we need to fill. For example, right now, there are more than 1 million job openings unfilled in artificial intelligence and machine learning, data science. Unfilled. There literally aren't people to take those jobs. Uh, and, and we have people that could potentially fill those jobs if they under, underwent training. So. What I love about what Amazon is doing, they're, they're being proactive about addressing this issue. Boy, they're getting heat like they're an evil company. <sighs> yeah, I'm, they're much <laughs> – Google and Facebook are – yeah, yeah. No, Amazon is not evil. It's cre creating extraordinary wealth, um, uh, uh, not only for itself, but 
for its investors and you know for its employees and mm-hmm. um and it's still growing at that mm-hmm. size a trillion dollar company they're not really they're not in the end they're not a website and they're not a a sales company they are a predictive shipping company are they not in the end you know everything if you think if we you know if we just picture what they built they built the best smart home speaker on the market everybody thought they were just an e-commerce company mm-hmm. they just released um a fabulous product um a pair of glasses not too dissimilar than the ones that you wear normal kind of form factor but guess what's inside uh semiconductor technology and voice recognition technology that allows you to communicate through your smartphone with alexa it is a trojan horse for carrying Alexa with you all that day long, ready to go. That story didn't work out well. Yet. <laughs> well. I haven't figured it out yet. No, I mean, no, but I mean the Trojan horse story does yeah. doesn't work out well for. Well, I think in the case of uh, Amazon, it could be uh, incredibly useful. Sure. Uh, to not even have to take the phone out of your pocket and well, just the the idea too is, as I understand it, that. As soon as Amazon can predict you with mm. 90% accuracy, they'll ship the things to your door before you know you even need it. And then as long as you're only returning less than 5%, they make money. And the, they close that gap on accuracy, on knowing you. They will get there. Right? They will get there. And that's, yep. that's who they really want to become. Yes. Right? Yes. Part, part of their business. Uh, but we should remember that the, the the part of their business that makes up more than half of their profits and more than half of their free cash flow is their cloud services business. Their uh, it's it's an empire uh, where they basically right. just lease uh, computing power and storage to any company on earth that doesn't want to build and maintain their own data center, which is most companies. Um, Amazon can do it far better and far more cheaply uh, than you can do it yourself. And um, they've been extraordinary. They've been adopting um, uh, the artificial intelligence hardware uh, to basically be the largest provider of um, artificial intelligence computing power in the world. And so what they're doing with their cloud services business is actually directly contributing to the Mm advancements that we're seeing in artificial intelligence companies. So um, I just talked to somebody on Capitol Hill who said, Glenn, I know you're worried about who gets AI first. Mm. And I think anybody who is thinking about this stuff is worried about who gets it first, right? Mm. Putin says whoever gets it, whoever arrives at it first pretty much controls everything because you'll, you'll be so far up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, don't, don't worry. He said, the government is way ahead. And I don't necessarily feel good about the government having it either. Right. Um, but is that right? Who has the servers? Who has the muscle yeah. to be able to do this? Is it the government? Is it Google? Who has that kind of muscle? Um, this, is, this is really interesting. Um, uh, believe it or not, um, the power and the advancement right now is happening in the private sector. So did you see the, um, the proposal from uh, Chuck Schumer 
this was just a few days ago, uh, proposing that um, the U.S. government invest 100. The headline was uh, uh, him asking for the U.S. to invest $100 billion into artificial intelligence so that the U.S. could lead in AI. <laughs> we should dig in a little bit deeper, and uh, the funds are going to be uh, spread out like peanut butter, like they mm -hmm. usually are. We'll put a little bit in 5G mm -hmm. research and some in quantum computing and mm -hmm. You know, some over here in cybersecurity and biotechnology and, and if everything. You, if you were serious, you would do a um, a Manhattan project. On there you go. Those. Yes. Um, my favorite in that space, and maybe we can get this to this later, is is actually um, clean energy, which is nuclear fusion, not fission, fusion, radiation free. Um, that that is what needs a Manhattan project. Could a quantum? Um, how far away are we from a quantum computer solving that kind of a problem? So that's exactly that's one of the most important use cases of quantum computing, which is developing the AI that can control the plasma reaction in a nuclear fusion reactor. That's the biggest challenge that we have today, right now, with nuclear fusion, and that quantum computer can help solve that problem. I'm really excited about that area. How how far away are you? Um, I believe. My prediction uh, on nuclear compact nuclear fusion reactors is we will have our first viable net energy producing nuclear fusion reactor within five years. Oh my gosh. And I've done a lot of research on this. And it what will, do you mean compact? Compact, which means um, let's think about the size of a semi-trailer. A nuclear fusion reactor the size of a semi-trailer uh, has the ability to produce enough output to fuel 100,000 homes. Baseload, baseload energy, completely clean, no radioactive waste of any kind, no risk of any What's kind. What's its fuel? Excuse me for not knowing how, how this works. What's its fuel? Um, some of the most common elements in the universe, forms of hydrogen. It's incredible. One unit of energy in to maintain the reaction will produce six to seven units of energy out. Wow. It's incredible. Why we haven't been investing in this? The only thing I can think of is that uh, the existing energy industry has kind of been creating friction so that we don't do this. I think there's also a movement. You know, I was with uh, GM in 2007, mm. and they let me drive one of their hydrogen cars for a week. Mm. It was the greatest. Yeah. It was the greatest. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they didn't have the right size battery yet, but they had everything worked out. I think it was with Shell mm. that they were going into bed with to, to make Shell stations also hydrogen stations. Yes, yes. You can make hydrogen at night, you know, in the downtime of a nuclear plant. Just make hydrogen. Yeah. Um, and the government, first thing that government did after, you know, TARP and all that crap was go into GM and say cancel that Chevy Volt right it's very expensive uh, today to make hydrogen fuel it's, this is not in defense of not doing it we but can definitely not, work on the cost curve we can solve that problem yeah that's yeah. that's that's solvable yeah absolutely um, so I, the only reason we're bringing that up is because I think we've been on the I think we've been you know stalking that deer one way or another hmm. for a long time man's stupidity greed and politics comes yes. into it absolutely absolutely um so back to schumer <laughs> in the hundred billion dollar request um 
Take a guess at how much, this is just in the United States alone, between 2016 and 2018, how much the private sector invested in artificial intelligence companies? No idea. Wild guess. Uh, it's got a it's, it's got a dwarf what the government said. So just keep it, keep in mind this is just artificial intelligence. The venture capital community, private investors, funded U.S. artificial intelligence companies to the tune of 105 billion dollars between 2016 and 2018, and that doesn't include what's been happening in 2019. 2019, I, I believe, will see even larger numbers. So more than $50 billion will be will have been invested in artificial intelligence companies in the United States in 2019, which means over the course of four years, we will have spent something on the order of invested, I should say, $160, $170 billion. That's how much the private sector has been, has been investing in this technology. It's extraordinary. We're not behind. Mm. We're ahead. All of the intelligence, the best artificial intelligence researchers, where do they want to work? Here in the United States. Why? Because the money's here to invest in these moonshots, to make these incredible breakthroughs in AI technology. So is it a given to you that it would be Google that gets to AI first because of the amount of information? Um, so um, this is a nuanced question, uh, and it's actually very exciting. Um, the developments in just the last 12 months, there have been some incredible developments on the ability for uh, AI to infer, to use a simpler word, to think, with smaller data sets. So you're absolutely right. If, we, if I think back to 2017, the only players that were making real progress in artificial intelligence were these large corporations. Why? Because they had the largest data sets. The hardest problem that small companies had was is that they couldn't afford to get the large data sets to train their artificial intelligence. So it wasn't as good. But this category of artificial intelligence called inference uh, has made incredible strides just in the last 12 months. And the thing is, when researchers publish new software algorithms that can do these things, they're open and available in the public. Mm. Everybody can see them. Every motivated and dedicated entrepreneur, every small company has access to the most bleeding edge technology the moment mm. it's been published. The cat's out of the bag. We, we can't stop this from happening because if you need um, um, computing resources, what do you do? You go to Amazon and you mm -hmm. rent it for a few seconds, for a few minutes, for a few hours. Any company can afford that. And so, which is why, wow, this is why these developments are are such an inflection point for society right now. How far ahead, you know, they, they, we used to think that China was just a good copier. They just could copy things. Mm. You know, they weren't uh, imaginative that America had the lock on, or the West, but America uh, primarily had the lock on that entrepreneur, that, that dreamer, that inventor, um, and China would steal it and copy it, but they are stealing and copying, but they're also, <laughs> they're also adding their own things to it. 
um, that are it's starting. They're starting to show signs of real ingenuity. Is that right or wrong? I I, I concur. Okay. Very accurate. Yeah. So how are they far ahead of us? Uh, in in are they? Where are we in the world? Yeah. Them? How much? How much danger? And I only say this this way. They are a dark figure in the world, I believe, and um, the the madness that could be accomplished with this kind of technology in the hands of that kind of a power structure is there wouldn't be a Jew li- alive on the on the planet, you know, b- probably by 1937, if Hitler had anything close to this. Yeah. Absolutely frightening. And and all we have to do is look to what happened in Tibet in the 80s, and now we look at what, what's happening to the Uyghurs in the north uh, right now. Nobody is paying attention. It's it's absolutely insane, it, and it is frightening. I, I am very, very deeply, uh, deeply concerned about this. Where are they ahead? Um, uh, you know, two really interesting areas are um, – their mobile infrastructure that they put in place. And I'm not talking about the networks themselves, but I'm talking about uh, you know companies like uh, Alibaba, the, the you know mm-hmm. the China equivalent of Amazon or mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Tencent and WeChat. Uh, you know their messaging and application platforms. They've turned them into these incredibly powerful commerce platforms, all on the phone. Um, whether you want to book a doctor's appointment or make a bank transfer or um, chat with a friend or send it, it, it does send a message, it doesn't matter. It all happens through this uh, particular application. And across these platforms, they have access to roughly, let's just say, 85 to 90% of their entire population. And let's remember, you know, these companies are very tightly linked to the centralized communist Chinese government. Mm -hmm. We don't have that in the United States. Um, They have this pervasive network. Um, And um, what's really interesting and very topical right now is they're in the process of launching their own digital currency. We can think of this as a digital version of the renminbi. So the ability to eventually completely eliminate their own fiat currency and go completely digital, a digital reserve currency. And it won't be long before they start to transition their international trade relationships to that platform as well. China has been very progressive with something called blockchain technology. And the US has been very restrictive with a very heavy hand from a regulatory environment. I've been spending a lot of time in in DC being part of that discussion and, uh, and hopefully trying to influence policymakers in a positive way so that we can actually support innovation in this country with that technology. Another great example of something being out of the bag. Blockchain, uh, how's that affected by quantum computing? Is it still as, as locked in or not? Well, the, 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 the biggest challenge with quantum computing is, is security. Right. Right. So can it, is, so um, blockchain is much more than 256. Uh, well, um, if you have uh, blockchains that um, 
use mining uh, to mine and, and solve these cryptographic problems, you're pretty much stuffed within, <laughs> within two years. Um, but the great thing is, um, is that it's software. And so it emerges and a new version is released uh, and, and they can develop uh, new technology to make it resistant to a quantum computing attack. So would, would um, in the United States, if we decided to go to digital currency, part of the idea of, of cryptocurrency is I have freedom and it's, it's not uh, used politically per se. It's, it's not controlled. It's a, a limited uh, right. amount. I mean, it is the gold standard digitally uh, and, and it's, it, it it frees me up from the governments of the world. I can take it wherever I want. I, I can spend it however I want. Yeah. If the United States does digital currency, um, it doesn't change anything from fiat currencies because they can change the value. Um, and is there an appetite? I don't see people in Washington as real cutting edge you talk to them about bitcoin and they probably still don't know much about bitcoin yeah. is that a possibility that we are moving in that direction i i believe it's inevitable that we do um so so the difference is when you when you have um and let's take for example uh, the bitcoin blockchain its own monetary policy is a math equation mm -hmm. it's predetermined and cannot be changed mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it so um, does it remain well, um, uh, most um, uh, most blockchains, uh, mo the monetary policy of most blockchains are uh, basically immutable. They're written into the code and cannot be modified. Uh, in, in the case of uh, the digital remnant B, and let's call it Fedcoin or you know EUS dollar or something, um, the central government would still control that monetary policy. Um, and the reason I think it's inevitable is that governments are highly incentivized to do it because the thing with Bitcoin is they're not anonymous transactions. Mm -hmm. It's an immutable database, an immutable ledger. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see exactly which transaction you made mm -hmm. <laughs> on any given day uh, and from the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. So no transaction is secret whatsoever. But is that, I mean, you know, isn't that attractive for a government? Religious people would call that the mark of the beast, right? Where you cannot buy, sell without being known, no secrets, mm -hmm. all open and controlled by a central power mm -hmm. that can find you, track you, do all of it. I mean, it, we're all the things that I remember as a kid being religious, being a, raised in a religious school. That was crazy. That'll never happen. Mm. It, it's all here. This, this, that's what this is. That's it is happening. Is. It, it is, is happening. And if you think about just something as simple as um, taxation, yeah, right. Uh, if we had every transaction on uh, Federal Reserve controlled blockchain technology, no transaction would go untaxed. Mm. What would that do to tax revenues if everybody just Paid what they were supposed to pay. Mm -hmm. No money to be, be automatic. exchanged and uh, behind closed doors. Yeah, it would just be automatic.
Um, so that incentive, that's a powerful incentive for us to, uh, to migrate towards a digital currency model. So tell me what you think life will be like. Well, before I ask you this question, I, I, I have no reason other than what I read mm. and I try to stay up with technology, but I, in looking at all of these things that are coming, I can't imagine, um, with even the IBM, what is it? It's not Watson. What's the doctor version in New York of IBM? They have the one that's actually on the medical board in New York. Right. Um, I can't remember its name, but it Good marketing. Had, pardon me. Good marketing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it it is it has it's tracking cancer yeah. and all of the old cancer stuff. Yeah. I can't imagine that we are not going to be solving cancer and some massive disease problems that we have now. Oh, absolutely. In short order. Yes. Yes. Um, the, the the medical industry is one of the most obvious and also um, one of the largest focuses of the uh, of the industry because uh, it's a perfect problem to solve. G give me a, a million X-rays right. or MRIs, and I'll be able to determine what's wrong better than the best board-certified physicians in the world. I tell people all the time: by 2030, you're going to beg to not have the human doctor. <laughs> Just give me the AI. <laughs> give me the AI. What is the AI? I know, Doc. Thank you. What is the What is the AI? Say? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, by the way, it's I. You know, it's a it's a very, it's such a powerful augmentation to uh, our human capabilities mm -hmm. um, be, because you can analyze a million images. Right. Um, they have already in in most um, most places have already outperformed. Uh, the best physicians or right. the best radiologists. Right. So, th so that's here. It's actually been solved already. Right. And it gets better with every month, uh, mm -hmm. month that passes. Um, where I really get excited uh, in this particular space is around genetic editing technology and specifically a platform uh, that was discovered back in 2012 called CRISPR. Uh, it's an incredible development. It, it came from studying actually bacteria, but the simplest way to describe it uh, is that it's it's an enzyme that you can either inject into the body uh, or you can take something out, like blood out of you, apply it, and then put it back into the body. But it can precisely identify a particular area of our genome that has a mutation that is causing some kind of bad condition and it can either cut it out or replace the mutation with the way our DNA should have been without the mutation. So we're not making a, a cyborg. We're literally just correcting right. an odd mutation that's causing something bad, bad uh, cystic fibrosis or blindness or you, know, you name it. And we're correcting that. And it's like a, it's like a software program for, for human or animal or food DNA. It's extraordinary, and in fact, um, uh, it's incredible time to be talking about this because as you and I sit here, um, uh, uh, patients are being dosed right now for uh, a form of progressive blindness. People who can't see are being dosed with a CRISPR treatment 
directly into the eye. I know that sounds scary, but if you can't see, uh, no, yeah, that certainly doesn't hurt. Um, uh, and uh, beta thalassemia is another uh, disease that's being addressed right now. Um, and it's, it's literally happening. So we're waiting for the results in the coming weeks uh, from these uh, phase one clinical trials. And I assure you that, you know, when the news comes out, uh, we will see it on every media outlet. Um, it is such a powerful. So we have 7,000 roughly diseases that are caused by some kind of genetic mutation that have no known cure, no therapeutic approach. And for the first time ever, we actually have the tools to go in and try and solve those problems. Within 10 years, we will have the ability to actually address the majority of those genetically caused diseases. So you want to ask me about what it's going to be like 10 years from now? Our human longevity is going to go through the roof. Um, we, we will be living well into our hundreds, uh, healthy, people. active. Not black people. Our brain will be sharp. Our quality of life will be through the roof, uh, and um, we will we will have uh, we will have the lifestyle of kings from you know a hundred years ago. Uh, I'm incredibly optimis I'm optimistic from a uh, from a health and longevity standpoint. These developments are are amazing and and very exciting to watch. How optimistic are you on a humanity side? My before my father died. He said, uh, he said, Glenn, look at technology. He said, when I, uh, he was born in 1926, he said, space travel was H.G. Wells stuff. Mm. It was, it was fiction. We didn't actually think we would go to the moon. Mm -hmm. Um, and he said, now look at us, <laughs> you know, look where we are in technology. Now do the same thing. Look where we were. You know, the times of the Greeks, the Romans, mm. Jesus mm -hmm. in philosophy and and human decency. He's like, we haven't really gained that much. Mm. Humans are not. Uh, are, are we ready for this leap? Are we ready to face? We, we can't even we we. We're arguing about whether we can kill a baby, you know, right before birth or shortly after birth. If we can't get that one down, mm. how are we going to deal with some of the, the questions that are coming in the future? What is life? You know, if I can download you, is that me or not me? Right. You know? Yeah. Are we ready for this? We're not. We're not ready for this. We we are, and this is not a fault. Uh, as humans, we we are. We're predators. You know, we're. Uh, it is almost literally in our DNA to think in a very linear, step by step fashion. This is for not. our survival, and this is not. This is this is exponential, and we're at that point where we're just starting to climb that hockey stick. And I wouldn't have told you this four years ago, but it, it has happened right now. And no, nobody can, nobody can get their heads around. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fault of ours. We just can't. We won't think by, to that by extent. 2030. We won't. There will be so many. And you're already seeing it. Mm. You're already seeing it. 
to every week, if you pay attention, mm -hmm. every week there's something like quantum computing that you're like, wait, what? We hit that? And the next day it's something else. And the next day it's something else. By 2030, we will not be able to keep up with just the profound technological changes, yeah. right? It's kind of like, do you remember the moment when, uh, when hearing the word somebody spent a trillion dollars yeah. became as normal as somebody saying you spent a billion dollars? I say this, I say this all the time. I'll be in a news story and I'll say it was $190 billion or trillion dollars. I don't even know because it's so massive. You don't, you don't even know the difference. What does it mean? Yeah. yeah, it means nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so the, that analogy that you used in terms of um, the, the significance and the weight of some of these announcements that are taking place in the world of technology uh, uh, and the frequency yeah. that they're being made. Today. Today. Not yeah. even. We're at no. the bottom of the hockey stick. It, it, it's, it's, it's just it's hard to internalize and to realize how significant they are and, of course, the impact they're going to have on society. So change is not something human beings like. No, uh, in general, no. and it causes fear. Yes, fear works to the benefit of those who would like to control others. Mm. How confident are you that we don't see some form of Chinese control, mm. even if it's wrapped up by a corporation or government and corporation, whatever? How confident are you that we don't enter a world that man cannot get out of um you know i would I, I would argue today um that the u.s has done a pretty good job and, and let's just use a couple examples um in china the latest policy is when you go get to get your new driver's license you have to undergo uh, a facial recognition scan so your entire face has to be uh, scanned with high D resolution. And now you are in the database. Mm -hmm. And any camera in the entire country can track where you are at any given time because they can recognize who you are. Um, in the UK, you know this, I mean, it's the most plastered country on earth mm -hmm. in terms of surveillance cameras. Mm -hmm. Talking about 1984, frightening. But the US hasn't done that. And that gives me um, encouragement mm -hmm. that we can maintain a much healthier balance in terms of um, uh, video surveillance uh, and our own freedoms that we enjoy here today. I mean, it's, it's truly people like you and I and everyone else that fights for this, uh, we have to maintain resolute on ensuring that we don't move in the wrong direction. Uh, we have no choice. I'm not saying it's easy. Um, I'm not saying that it's not going to all end very badly, but look how much we've given up already. I know. I mean, I, I was in the airport and I saw clear. Yeah. People don't understand the power of the retina. The retina, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're giving that to people. What I I wanted to stand at the clear thing and go don't do it don't do it don't do it what are you doing <laughs> people don't understand that when the retina is able to be tracked yeah. everything changes yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, scary especially if clear doesn't maintain complete yeah. privacy and security of Correct. that information 
um, uh, yeah, very, very frightening. Um, you know, one of the other big things I think we absolutely uh, do have to worry about, though, is bioterrorism, uh, you know, related to the topic of, of genetic editing, because um, I'll give you a simple example. There are companies out there that, that sell uh, CRISPR genetic editing kits <laughs> for a few hundred dollars, and anyone... It doesn't sound like a good idea. Exactly, precisely. Anybody can order them online. You, you don't have to be certified or have a license or be a physician or a geneticist or anybody. You can just sign so up. So if I want to be a hairstylist or a manicurist, I have to have a license. Right. But if I want to alter the genetic code, yes, I'm good. Go at it. Wow. Right. And so, um, you know, back to the previous comments of the kind of the cats out of the bag, what's different today than 20 or 30 years ago is that, you know, very few people, corporations, governments could afford a supercomputer. Now, today, everybody's got one on their hand. And as you said earlier, mm. everyone has access to the latest Correct. download. Yes. Everybody has access to that. Yeah. So if you are the latest open source, artificial intelligence, cutting edge technology, just download it. It's free for all. Um, so if, if a friend of mine is Pendulette, who's a deep, deep, deep thinker. And um, he has great hope because he said, you can't stuff man into, into chains. He said, there's just too much information, too much access, too many people mm -hmm. to be able to clamp down like that, mm -hmm. for at least for very long. Yeah. You believe that? I certainly hope he's right. Me too. Um, The thing that does concern me, though, is that these, um, it's kind of like how um, inflation happens, how the value of the dollar is stolen, that kind of mm -hmm. tax that we experience mm -hmm. as we suddenly just press the button and print more and more U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, hockey stick and right. done. Right, exactly. Um, uh, you know, we slowly give away some of our freedoms and our privacy and our information, uh, in most cases unknowingly, not at the fault of the consumer. We slowly give this away, and the value that we receive from all these conveniences, and the, you, know, you can imagine how people will feel when they have their own artificial intelligence assistant with them 24 hours a day, but they come so slowly and kind of so easily and progressively, and our life gets better, everything's great brave new world and then suddenly we wake up one day and say oh my gosh what have we done how far have we gone and how can we recover from this stage so um a rabbi taught me the true story the oral tradition mm. of the tower of babel story mm. and now that we're here i learned that 15 years ago now that we're here i think about it almost every day mm -hmm. Tower of Babel story is, uh, you know, uh, the politician says, hey, let's make bricks mm. and we'll build a tower to the sky. Well, he's not talking to the people because who is motivated in mass of like, hey, everybody, let's make bricks. No, you start with, hey, we're going to build this great tower and you got to make some bricks. Right, right. He's talking to the elites. Let's make people into bricks. We'll mold them all the same instead of stones because we can we can do anything 
with that. Mm. We just have to make people into bricks. Okay, then we're going to build a tower to the sky. You know, they what they were trying to do was to you know outdo God, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The kindly God. There's a couple of gods. Um, personalities of God, if you if you speak Hebrew, so the the kind, gentle, loving, not angry God shows up, <laughs> and he says, "If they can do this, they can do anything." And he confuses their language, so they have to scatter, and mm. it all comes apart. Mm. And I thought, our language. Is binary. Mm. What puts all of this? What if they can do this? They can do anything. Is our technology confuse the language and we scatter? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And it scares me, yeah. but it also kind of gives me hope. You know that that gives you the EMP fear of somebody shutting everything down. Yeah. But also, maybe the benevolence of uh, if things really did get crazy, that there's some benevolence mm. that would confuse the language to set the world free again. Mm. I don't think man's story ends. I hope not. No. Slavery or even ends here. No, I am hopeful. Um I'll give you a recent example, and, and it's related to the genetic editing. The, um, you know, the West honestly has been uh, very progressive from my perspective. So I'm really talking about Western Europe and um, and the U.S. In, in terms of establishing organizations and ethical frameworks from which we can use this incredibly powerful mm -hmm. genetic editing technology. Uh, and they've made great progress on this. And one of the things that they absolutely will not permit is germline editing, which is going into an embryo and modifying that embryo before the child is born. Mm -hmm. Guess what China's done? Mm -hmm. Precisely that. Doesn't South Korea lead the way in some of those spooky things too? Well, they're doing a lot uh, in, in stem cell research, uh, definitely. Um, the germline editing uh, was crossing the line. Uh, and of course, the Western community was up in arms and um, uh, took a very firm position that it was completely unethical and unacceptable to have done that without even knowing what the impact to the child would be. Of course, such a, um, a you know, a nascent technology, you know, having nobody gone through clinical trials yet before we're going to start experimenting uh, with an embryo. Uh, insane, absolutely crazy. Um, Mangala ideas with today's technology. Mm. Those risks are not smart, um, but uh, so far, um, Western Europe, the U.S. Uh, are really um, kind of ag aggressively pursuing these yeah. ethical issues associated with these technologies, and that, that is definitely encouraging. We are so over time. Will you come back? Of course. I'd love to come back. And, uh, you know, what you do is help people invest in these things. And I would love to talk to you about, you know, there's two, there's two kinds of, for me, there's two mm -hmm. kinds of investing. There's, you know, buckets. Yeah. I need to have something here, <laughs> but I also want to invest in things I believe in, mm -hmm. things that excite me. Um, 
and the things that could transform wealth. Right. You know, a little in the right thing mm -hmm. goes a long way. Where right. this is just stable. Right. So when you come back, could we talk some more and then talk about what you think are the technologies um, that you really should pay attention to? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been great to talk to you. You as well. Thank you. Great. Great fun. Okay, guys. I have mixed uh, views on that tape. Um, I think they made it sound a little softer than what it really is. But um, who's that? This is Arlene. How you doing, Maria? Oh, my goodness. What are you still doing up? Well, no, I, I wasn't sure if that was your program or not, so I was just listening to it. It was very interesting. Yeah, I, I, but I want a little more clarity on this 5G, you know, because mm -hmm. um, if uh, we're dealing with technology that could do a surgery if a person's in Afghanistan and the other person's in, you know, in the United States, I mean, that's serious, you know, I, I'm not tickled about no, 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 no technology that can do all of that. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, I guess um, that's the end of the program. It's gone off now. Yeah, that was it. I, but um, I, I'm going to find something much more informative. I mean, um, yeah, not oh, tonight. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, you have a beautiful night. It was interesting listening to it, you know, listening why, to it. Why you take you, care. Hold on. Why are you so tired? Yeah, why yeah are you I was listening to your program. You know, I was on the prayer line, and then when I went to go turn it off, I heard this, and I thought, I said, well, this must be a continuation, and I just listened to it, so that's it, but I'm getting ready to put these lights out because i got so much to do tomorrow. Yeah. So okay. have a blessed one, Miriam, and Good I'll night, talk to you. Good night. Night, okay. night, dear. Good night. Good night, Simrod. I see you're here. They mess with your audio. But good night, dear. I'll talk to you. On Sunday, we'll be back. Good night. I didn't mean to block. I meant to cut it off. Good night, dear. I turned this in a little.